I was thinking about the series that HBO just or Warner Brothers got permission for. Mm. And I was trying to brainstorm how they're going to do it. None of the original cast. So they could do what we've been dreaming of, you know, just the classic straight the books, but taking way longer to tell the story, dive into the details, Mm -hmm. maybe try and do it exactly like the books, maybe add a little bit even. But then I also thought, what if they didn't? What if they told a parallel story to the books, some crossover, but something that was like taking place in the same time period, but maybe in a different part of the wizarding world or like half and half. And I was just trying to think if there were any other things that would make sense that would be close enough well jk rowling is in the yeah she's an executive producer she's she's locked in for it so 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 whatever happens will be canon and that's why it's kind of weird and cool um guys but (laughs) that's why i'm excited i'm like ooh, they could go to another country or tell like other parts of the story which i think would be fascinating um as much as i would love for them just to keep it straight to the books too but it'd be cool to get bonus material like uh, yeah, perspectives that would be cool yeah even. yep mm-hmm. like when different uh tv shows just throw in it's like a throwaway episode sometimes but they'll just use a completely different person's perspective or mm-hmm. something like that or just like um what was the show buried you guys any any of you guys watch barry it's a weird it show familiar but i don't think it was so. uh Shocking. bill Hader, <laughs> and he was a oh, an assassin yeah yeah oh i thought you said buried at first i was like barry barry <laughs> like a barry. name like barry a man's yeah, like a name. name and he's his name is barry and he's an assassin Barry? and he Barry? goes to an acting class and he wants he to become an, an actor. I don't have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Barry? I have a weird accent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I now you, that's like, like it's, not, it's just like, how do you guys say it? I say Barry. Maybe it's your time Barry? in the Barry? Midwest. Barry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Barry. I think I say Barry. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. You Barry? say Barry. Barry. Bill Hader was on a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually talked about the, how different people say Barry. Nice. He's like, if you go, uh, if you go um, up north, he's like, you're gonna get people, and they're gonna be like, hey, and how's your show, Barry? Barry. And he like, talks about like the southern people, <laughs> Barry. So maybe I'm like the southern in me. Yeah, you mm. picked up the southern. Barry. I, I mean, I, I like went to it. school in Barry. Florida, but I left that there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, there's like this whole throwaway episode. The whole show is kind of entertaining, and then there's this one of it's just like this massive chase scene. It's like an entertaining little episode and people loved it. I feel hmm. like they could do that with Harry Potter too. Like getting, I don't know, like one episode, just give us Neville's day. Like something that You're happens so or right. something like that. Yeah. Like his day before, you know, he goes, hmm. or like when he sees his parents, like that'd be such yep. a fun perspective having yep. Neville. But she's an executive producer on it, which is why I'm hopeful for it. But I'm still nervous. What are oh, they yeah. like saying? Do they give a time frame at all? No, I don't no, think because it only just got new. signed officially this week. And the fact that it was out last week or two weeks ago, <laughs> rumors, <laughs> but like it officially <laughs> got, got locked in. Deals were signed. Money, I'm sure, was thrown around a little bit. Uh, but I don't think the rest of the details will be ironed out for a little bit. And they probably will keep it under wraps as long as they can. Um, yeah, we'll see. I have hopes. I have high hopes for it, but I'm also tempering my excitement yeah. for it a yep. lot because I'm, I'm a little nervous for it. People are already talking about some of the casting that they're doing, and I mean, everyone wants Adam Driver to play Snape. I oh think he'd be yeah. just the that best. Would be, oh, that would awesome. awesome. be perfect. Um, Adam Driver, Kylo, Kylo Ren, Ren. Yeah. or he was in um, Star Wars: <laughs> Marriage <laughs> Story. Yeah, the one that looks like the other guy they look similar yeah yeah. Alan, yeah, Alan like a younger yeah, yeah. yeah. he looks like a young version of him yeah they want Helen Mirren to play uh, McGonagall 
Oh, I think that'd be great, but I feel like she's a little too old. I agreed. Agreed. She is like yeah. kind of older. But well, at least it sticks. Like I don't know names of any actors. I can't remember names in the book, so it's uh, yeah. But we're on the uh, last two chapters, um, which is really exciting. So welcome to the podcast. I'm John, Jen, Danny, and Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Hey, everyone, as always, go give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. So Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you're listening to podcasts, go give us a rating and review. That would be, that would be awesome. Um, I can't believe that we've pretty much finished with Order of the Phoenix, which is nuts. Um, we are going on to Half-Blood Prince now. We're probably going to watch Order of the Phoenix movie tonight and then maybe uh, talk about it on the podcast probably next week, do a live stream of that. So we're pretty excited for that. I actually kind of like this movie. Um, it has it's it's hot and cold for some people that I I know. But anyway, we're going on to Half Blood Prince next, which is maybe my favorite book. So I'm very excited about that one. Uh, it's a lot of people's favorite books who listen to uh, this podcast. So very excited to go into that. We also might do some extra content. We have um we didn't actually tell this to our friends, but we have some friends who are reading along kind of with us. One is doing it for the first time. She's seen the movies, but. Um, we might just kind of like talk with her and interview her, see how her first time experience is, kind of get a whole broader spectrum of it. But we're working all that out. But anyway, firsttimereaders at gmail.com if you want to email us, firsttimereaders.com if you want to check out our website, r slash firsttimereaders is our subreddit where we're throwing out all sorts of theories and everything like that. And that's pretty much it. Um, we have a bunch of other stuff. We have a Patreon, a Twitter, but we don't use that and um, those that much, but if you want to support us, that's probably the best way on Patreon. But anyway, enjoy these chapters of Order and the Phoenix, the last two chapters of the book. So what did you guys think of the last two chapters? How they did you like good. the wrap-up of this book? I liked it. Yeah. Did you like these two chapters more than the last two that we did live stream, live read on? Mm, yeah. I liked the yeah. last, like the second to last, whatever yeah. chapter that was. With Dumbledore. Yeah, the Dumbledore debrief. Yeah. I don't think I liked them more, but it was just different. It was like quieter. It was peaceful. Well, it was I actually like nice. answers. Yeah, yeah. And it was <laughs> nice the breaking it up like all the action happened in the library chapters. And then it was like enough time. And then I read these two chapters. Like, it felt relaxing. like a really big tone shift. It was just like just a, a good wind down. Um, yeah. And it kind of still happened pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but the pacing of the chapters still like felt pretty good. I, I like got it. annoyed with it was Dumbledore calming. though. You got annoyed with Dumbledore. Just because, like, only because, like, why didn't you say this stuff? Which is what we were telling him I for know. books now. We're I like, know. just tell Harry what's going on. And then his excuse is my, in my old age. I'm like, what does that do? And he cared for Harry, which is something he never wanted to do. Yeah. And that, like, threw him off. It he still never felt wanted lame. to do I don't think he wanted to admit it to others. I had such a different view on that. Because How, well, it is what it is. I thought yeah. it was really big of him that he was so vulnerable yep. to Harry at Dumbledore. that point. He should have been that way beforehand, Agreed. but he was like, look, I messed up. Yep. And like no, yeah, not a lot of people would I be lo- able to I loved it. I was saying like it was frustrating reading it because yep. it was like this Why information should have well, right, been right. and it could have saved so much yeah. Oh, yeah. energy, time, lives, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore right, was yeah. literally saying, "Well, I was just taking it from the perspective of like it is what it is." Yeah. Yep. Like if, if yeah, I don't like that. It's like Dumbledore. <laughs> he at least fessed up. He reached that point. Could have done things different, and he was just like, "I messed up." 
But he was even saying how he wasn't even thinking about the potential consequences of other people dying and suffering. He was only concerned about Harry's well-being in that moment. And that's like, that's a kind of sweet thing, even if it is slightly misguided, but it's a very easy mistake to make. But what a truth though. Yeah. From a parent, like from a parent to a child, Mm -hmm. that's what you want. You want to protect your child from any kind of harm in life, but you have to take all aspects into consideration and their growth. And I I was fascinated by that chapter. Yeah. What do you do as a parent for that? It's so tough. When does Mm -hmm. censorship begin and start and end right and then he battled like with what age harry should know yeah he was like you were too young but then the next year you were still too young and Mm -hmm. there was too much going on and i actually want to talk about your guys like understanding of dumbledore too do you trust him more or less what did you how did you think he dealt with this whole situation i trust him a little less really i like him more but trust him less only because before he was he was infallible in a way. He was so um, a little distant hmm. and so high above everyone else that it was just like blind trust in whatever Dumbledore does. And this then I'm like, ooh, he's he's human. Yeah, he's messing up and he knows he's messed up and his decisions have consequences and sometimes big ones, too. So it there's less trust because of that. He's no longer perfect. Um but I like him more for it. He's more relatable because nobody is. So it's like, well, now he feels like a normal human. Um, so, yeah, I like him more. Trust him less, mm. which is weird. Yeah. I feel like the opposite. Ooh. You trust him more after this? Because he's like being so upfront and vulnerable that like mm. I would trust you more than hiding stuff. Right. Like the all knowing thing, which we all were. Well, at least we were saying that like or at least I was saying that like oh he knows the future he knows everything we yeah. trust him but like I get what you're saying too but I think just like the fact that you can admit to your faults feel and then I feel like now going forward it might even be a different type of relationship too so I feel like I would trust more like look what happened then these are the mistakes. Mm. I kind of don't want to repeat it, I would think. I don't know. And uh, so I would trust him more. Like, I think he would, I would hope that Dumbledore would be more open with him now. So the trusting of that, like, I yeah, trust that you're yeah. not going to make this mistake again mm-hmm. kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it does make sense. I feel like we just peeked behind the curtain a lot. And that, that's just a little bit scary. Um, Why? Well, just because now we see like how he operates a little bit. And uh, what does that mean, though, to you? Like he's just he's just doing what all humans do and like taking in their information and making the best choice based on judgment in the moment. But like even we were thinking of him as like seeing the future and we even learn more that like he's not really he doesn't actually know how things are going to happen. Um, he's just really wise really Mm. smart really like perceptive maybe sometimes can kind of read people's minds we got like hints out here oh he said he's good at um uh legitimacy yeah he even Um, says that yeah he's he's good at it with creature yeah Yeah, which is a little almost scary like uh it seems like a little invasion too like he's so good you wonder if he's actually done that with harry or if he's done that with anybody else like invaded their mind in some way 
But then that's maybe how he sees the future. We yeah. thought he's seeing the future, but maybe mm-hmm. that's how. Yeah. But either but way, he some just things more like humanized. don't line up, though. It just Ooh, seems like, like no, because it, a lot of things it seemed like he knew the future, right? And I can't give all the examples because I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember saying like, "Oh, like how did he know X, Y, and Z?" Or the court case, or like, yeah. remember when Harry was going to court and he just showed By up? Happy occurrence, I showed up. Yeah, and I was right, like, "How did right. he know that?" Like, I would think you'd have to be in front of someone to have the legitimacy. Or can you do it from far away? I doubt it. You have to be with the person I'm thinking. You have to be able to see them. Right. Mm. So then to throw this chapter in and be like, um, make him so human, it just lives a little off, I felt. Mm. But... Mm. So are are you suggesting that we're going to find out he's purposefully over-humanizing himself? So he's relatable to Harry no, and we're going to find out he was know. more in control than we ever realized yeah. later. Is he doing this? Is, he, is this manipulation? No. Like, is I, this, I, yeah. I, is this I, another I like, you can trust me, Harry. Look how vulnerable I'm being. Mm. I don't know. I guess I'm I just processing it while we're talking too. Same. Cause I was like, it kind of is strange. Cause up until now it's like, we've like we were saying, like he sees the future. There's certain yeah. instances where like he he knows what's going on. He stops things. He the time turner. Like all these I don't know. All these different things that I just find um <laughs> 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 show off. What? He like moved his stand with his toes. No one saw that. That's why I laughed. <laughs> Oh man! I didn't see that. I just saw your face afterward, and I was like, "What is happening?" I think uh, this is the first chapter where Dumbledore seems like a more multifaceted person. He seems complex rather than just like mm, he knows everything. He's a character that we trust all the time. Right now, sometimes you're you're like exactly what you guys are saying. Some people are like your trust is shaking in him a little bit but then his authenticity brings it out you're like i trust him more because he's being authentic hmm. because he's being human but some of the stuff that he does is almost frustrating like almost yeah, it <laughs> it's is definitely like when he just if i'm in harry's position i'm doing the same stuff that he's doing like maybe not destroying the office but like let me out of your office dumbledore doesn't let him i'm like i'm not going to talk to you let yep. me out of your office and dumbledore doesn't let him and it's so frustrating as a kid when you're like that that you just, you don't have the power yet over adults. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be like, look, let me out of your office. I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. You just like are forced to do it. I don't like that Dumbledore did that. But at the same time, I like that he did that. Like his, his mm. responses for certain things were brilliant, but also like annoying if I'm in Harry's position. Yeah. I know how Harry's feeling, which makes, I feel like this chapter bumped Harry in my mind. Like, one of the reasons why I thought this was going to be your favorite book, because I feel like Harry shows some of the most growth in this book, especially yeah. at the end of this. Mm-hmm. There's that gutting moment, <laughs> devastating moment when he's just sitting outside by the lake completely alone and he feels so sad. He's looking, mm-hmm. looking across the lake, seeing, thinking we're serious. This is where serious, like he saved serious and it's just so sad, but he feels like a whole, he feel like, I just feel like he grew so much especially at the end of this book. Yeah, um, you're right. And it makes you happy, makes you proud of him. I was like nervous when he was walking around campus because every he was getting everything he wanted, yeah. but none of it mattered because of losing Sirius. 
but I could tell like the tension was growing and I was afraid he was going to blow up and do something dumb. Yeah. So I like, I felt that tension and then we didn't really get to see too much. It was like all going down, down like rock bottom. But I feel like right at the end, we got to see him like with a little bit of hope. He felt like the people around him. And then I don't know if it really meant it, but like the the ending line to the book is like that he led the way out of the station. Yeah. So he's not just like following with his yeah. head hung low. He's he's leading the way out. Um, so it feels like we're starting to see that upswing. And as long as that's like a healthy upswing, then I feel like he grew a lot in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he doesn't kind of repeat old mistakes like with Cedric. Um but man, when he's like, sma- well, we get into it, smashing yeah. the mirror and stuff, but <laughs> poor Harry. He just uh. destroys the office. Yeah. Yep. One of my favorite, if you even want to look in that, one of my favorite images that Jim K made is in the end of that book of him and Dumbledore in the office. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, it's like a really moving image. Harry is just devastated and Dumbledore just looks so regretful. We flipped through it without any I know. <laughs> but that's the last one. I can't get him anymore because oh, they have to come out with a right. six and seven. Right. So oh I'm back on the normal goodness. books. And Jim K's not doing it anymore. So uh, Welcome back to our world. I know. <laughs> <laughs> These, are, These are intense. Is this the fight? The death yeah. Um, I forget what the chapter names were, but this is Beyond the Veil. Mm-hmm. Yep. So mm-hmm. this is like the the fighting man. Those Death Eaters are looking tense. What the heck? Why is this? Oh, that's serious. Going flying down. Uh, Why would you oof. show this to us? <laughs> There's our remorse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know I'm gonna cry in the movie because it's a visual for me. Uh, yeah. Well, well. You gotta look at the very end. Dumbledore and Harry in the office. Is this Dumbledore's clock? He's a, I'm like, can you watch? turn the page? It's a clock and he's staring <laughs> at it for like five minutes. But it's minutes. a pocket watch and look how cool it is. And what's it mean? Jen's like, turn the page. This means a lot of stuff. There's some meat in there. Analyze it later. <laughs> oh, what a battle. He's less sexy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, movie Voldemort is sexier than book Voldemort. <laughs> Jen's like, hold on, let me uh, look at yeah, it. Now I gotta slow it down. <laughs> What's funny in this, though, is that Voldemort looks like he's trying so hard, and Dumbledore yeah. is at ease yeah. fighting mm-hmm. him in this mm-hmm. illustration. Oh, man, that. and he went in to get Umbridge all by himself, confident, not a scratch on That's him. That's right. He wants to get... Wow, cool. I must have listened quickly. Yeah, I'm forgetting things, too. Dumbledore's office, looking cool. Yeah. Oh, I know that was heart wrenching. The uh, moments in the office with the Dumbledore put his head in his hands. I was like, oh, my goodness. We didn't really do a chapter summary, but I think it's pretty straightforward. This one is just the debrief in Dumbledore's office. Mm -hmm. I don't even think Harry leaves the office in this chapter. No, No. it's just sitting in the office talking to Dumbledore the whole chapter. Yeah. And there these are like the lines that we get in the beginning. Just devastating lines. It was unbearable. He could not think about it. He could not stand it. There was a terrible hollow inside him. He did not want to feel or examine. A dark hole where Sirius had been, where Sirius had vanished. He did not want to be alone with that great silent space. He could not stand it. Let me out, Harry said yet again in a voice that was cold and almost as calm as Dumbledore's. Not until I've had my say, said Dumbledore. Do you do you think I want to? Do you think I give up? I don't care what you've got to say, Harry roared. I don't want to hear anything that you've got to say. You will, said Dumbledore steadily, because you are not nearly as angry with me as you ought to be. If you are to attack me, as I know you are close to doing, I would like to have thoroughly earned it. 
Do you think that Dumbledore is the one to blame for everything that happened? No. No. It's too far removed from the actual stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. I think he played a part, but I, I don't think he's Baby to blame. Babyhead? Death Eater? Uh, really? Babyhead? I didn't even notice it was in there. Isn't that? <laughs> yeah, that looks like Babyhead. You didn't know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if we're allowed sorry, to show this on the stream, person. but. I'm like, ooh, let's look at it. people, yeah. Uh, well, you said to look at it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't think Dumbledore can be to blame because um, it's like how far removed can you actually blame someone? Dumbledore was making decisions that impacted a lot of things. But in the end, it's still like the Serious only reason. Choice. Yeah, definitely. The only reason that Dumbledore would be to blame is just if you're discrediting Harry's own ability to make decisions and to do things, you know, mm. Um I don't know. It's too many steps but removed. The thing is, you could blame anyone, though. Harry, you could blame Harry because mm-hmm. he didn't open the gift and yeah. he didn't see the mirror. And he I can't believe it after all that. Oh my so God. just goes away like that. He could, Isn't the that whole the thing most... would have been solved if he just yeah. opened but the then thing. It, it could also be Sirius's fault because he gave him the gift instead of saying, here, this is something yeah. you can literally right. open, call me, and you'll see me immediately. So He tried to say it, but he didn't like... Again, he didn't express how. No, this is yeah. what's so Perfect frustrating about this book. He's like, this is, is everyone's like here? Why is like, everything a mystery? Show him how to do it. I yes, know. show him how to do it. Hey, let's practice. This is how you do FaceTime. Yep. You know, like <laughs> no. why is he? He's just handing it to him, and then like it's all wrapped up. So, oh, I don't know. Uh, that it was could be to anyone's. me. That's one of the most devastating mm-hmm. parts of the entire series. Yeah, Sirius dies. Harry goes through his bag and sees this mirror that he could have. Everything could have been solved if he used because it. they could have so warned people at the order yep. anytime they needed to. He could have been in communication, so he wouldn't have felt so alone. Yep. He could have been trying to learn um, occlumency from Sirius, maybe, or like just anything. And then at the end, is Sirius in trouble? I don't know. Let me check. Hey Siri, is she there? Yep. Oh, you're, I know. you're not. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Cool. It would have been so serious. So like, oh, yeah. you could so stem simple. it in any direction. It could be Harry's fault. It could be Dumbledore's fault, or it could be serious. Can anything happen with this mirror? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, right now, all we know is the mirror was gifted, and it broke. Harry broke it because it didn't work. Supposedly, after the few seconds he waited. <laughs> Why did she introduce this mirror? Just to heap on more guilt to Harry. <laughs> At this point, that's because that's feel. how it feels like. It feels like, as she wrote it, it feels like the mirror is just all the more reason we're supposed to be maybe a little frustrated with Harry or Sirius or their lack of communication. But I'm like, what did it accomplish? Like, if you left the mirror out of the story, it'd be exactly the same. The only thing the mirror added to this story is extra. Like whack your head on a wall. Like why didn't we think of that yeah. forehead smack? Um, and that just feels weird. So I, I'm hoping something more could come out of it, but I don't know what. Do you think that you could actually communicate with Sirius? Um, maybe if the mirror was on him when he went through the veil. No, I don't think you can communicate with people. What if Harry went to dead, the veil? But you though? can hear their voices <laughs> on the other side of the veil. Yeah, like, like could he be there? Like yeah, Luna was like, yeah. oh, we'll be able to talk to them or oh, see such them a beautiful or whatever. Again, like and they exist like, still. Hmm. That's why. That's when Luna really becomes such an integral part of this whole book. Yep. Mm. What a gem. Just, I know. Hmm. I feel like the mirror could be uh, repaired pretty quick. Yeah, because sure. he shattered it in his yep. suitcase. And I'm assuming repair would also. 
get it back to functional capacity. But then what could be done with it? If Sirius left it behind, they can at least find it at Grimold Place and then like or wherever Sirius left it and then use it for their own purposes later. But it, the way they talked about it made it sound like James and Sirius would do this in school like it was casual. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they get a bunch of these mirrors and they all have these like in their pockets? Because This is cell phones right. before cell phones. Yeah, this is very useful. Yeah. Like, I feel like Harry, Ron and Hermione should just always have these around. Yeah. Um, like or Harry ones. and Dumbledore, like yeah, honestly, yeah, you know, um, and especially if you can just say the name and it calls people, it is a cell phone at that yep. point, you know. Um, but maybe it's harder to make. Maybe James and Sirius didn't make it; they found it somewhere. Mm. Maybe the room of requirement gave them one, but I don't know. For whatever reason, I feel like it's going to come back because currently it didn't serve enough purpose. It feels like a strange loose end. Um, it, I forget that like literary thing. It's like in act one, if there's a gun hanging on the wall yeah. by act three, it should be fired. Mm-hmm. Um, this mirror feels like the hanging gun on the wall yeah. and someone took it off the wall, but just didn't do anything with it. Hmm. So I hope something is done, but I don't think it could be with serious. Hmm. Maybe interesting, interesting theory. Again, it's like a dangerous thing to, um, open up post death things i'm not just talking about like religion yeah. or whatever beliefs but like just like time travel yeah if all of a sudden you can talk to dead people then like what is death anymore yeah for sure yeah but we already the veil is already like a little bit weird but i loved getting a little headless nick nearly yeah. headless nick that um, kind of finalizes it yeah i was like whoa that that closes it but also tells us more about ghosts i know you have to kind of choose if you're going to but nobody does because it's like not a real life it's it's not real death either. Yeah. You're in limbo. The progression that Harry experienced with those things, I think, was perfectly written. When he looks at the mirror, realizes his utter regret at not using it and devastating that he couldn't. Then he runs off to Sir Nicholas, asks him and see he goes, Sirius would have moved on. Like you even get the whole download of Ghost, which we'll talk about. So you, it's like finalized a little bit. It's devastating when Harry turns around expecting Sirius as a ghost form to be oh, like in, that in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then Nicholas says he he will have moved on. And then Harry is walking toward the feast and sees Luna. That's when Luna consoles him. And Luna's consolation is so great. That's why Luna is such a great character in this book. She's just so genuine. She just knows. Um, Oh, all those kids stealing her stuff. Yeah. And it's funny that Harry's, um, it felt like almost like Harry rediscovering his, his purpose, like helping people. Like Mm -hmm. he he can help people again. And he's like, oh, wow. Even with Sirius gone, there are still people who need help. And he like pitied her a little bit and maybe it was a bit of his savior complex thing, but like again, showing his like good character mm. that like in that moment he wanted to help her Yeah, and he forgot about his own problems when yep. he saw another person's problems. Yeah, he's helping serving another person. But Jen, you nailed the creature prediction. I said that. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you knew he was a little shady, a little shifty. Oh, you called yeah, it. yeah. That was like if we were going with Hermione's theory, that mm. he would be just saying that. Yeah. Yeah, and their history was interesting, too. Bellatrix. No. I know. It's... Is Bellatrix Malfoy's... No, mom? No. How uh, is, aunt. 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 Yeah. Because Bellatrix right. and that's Narcissa. what I meant, sisters. Narcissa. Narcissa. Yeah. Sisters. I missed that sisters. one word. <laughs> but there was something else that I while we were talking, and I was like, I guess I'm so confused as the end of that the chapter before, right? Like when Voldemort, because Dumbledore is explaining, and maybe I'm getting ahead, so you can 
we can push it back. Mm-hmm. But when Dumbledore goes like, Voldemort doesn't like this part of you, which is why he can't like reside in you mm-hmm. or something like that. So that whole like end of the chapter where I was so confused where Harry feels like he's in Voldemort's body or like the creature took over. I was so confused with that. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. I was curious as we're talking here. I'm like, wait, Harry is talking to Dumbledore and while they're talking, he doesn't have that urge to yep. kill him. And is that because Sirius's death has taken over his emotion and Voldemort cannot huh. then like infiltrate his brain? Because I feel like this timing would be perfect for Voldemort to like spy yeah. mm. on Dumbledore's conversation with him because then he I gets the prophecy. Too. Like mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it's very mm. strange. It's a great point. I was thinking that too. I'm like, what changed where now it's okay for Dumbledore to confide yeah. in him? I didn't know what that line was. But that mm. would make sense because if his, because Harry's entire focus was kind of, he was told to practice occlumency. And when you're trying to practice something like that, your focus is on Mm-hmm. that so it's almost like he was maybe subconsciously focused on Voldemort so maybe like what yeah. you were saying yeah. like his emotions are geared toward that but after Sirius yeah maybe, like that kind of took over and then it, hmm. was, it sounded like Dumbledore was saying that Voldemort doesn't like like he can't fathom these feelings of like love and emotion yep. and mm. care for someone so the fact that like Harry was so distraught about that maybe he can't Oh yeah, maybe. like resonate with that, and he can't infiltrate that. Oh, yeah, no. maybe it hurts him for sure. <laughs> maybe this go is, near that. It's such deep love for someone, kryptonite. right? So, such deep grief. Maybe what? that's like his kryptonite. Can't. His kryptonite. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, love is his kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like his, I guess so. His failures to know and to love other people, um, and I think that was initially even why he was he didn't even want to. Um, like invade Harry anymore when he was like, when he possessed him for that little period of time, that like a weird little thing in the ministry of magic, he left because he, cause Harry goes, just kill me, kill me already. Cause then I'll be with Sirius. And as so soon as he said that, that, it was a love that he experienced for Sirius that Voldemort didn't want anything to do with them and stop possessing with that moment. And I feel like there's a point right now where, because Harry is in such grief and such love for Sirius, mm. Voldemort is like, I don't want to possess him anymore. I don't want to experience. I don't want to feel that. Mm. He's like, not necessarily fearful of it, maybe a little bit, but just almost disgusted by it where he, mm. he's like, doesn't want to touch do you it. Do think he's fearful what of it because he doesn't want to feel it? Maybe. Yeah. That's I know. That's point. what I'm like. What happened? Like for me, I'm like, what is his history? Cause we only got glimpses of his childhood Mm. because to to be a mass murderer like that you have to turn off your feelings Mm -hmm. you know because you're gonna feel something eventually well you wouldn't be able to do those uh a cruise ship is leaving (laughs) 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 they're calling us they're waiting (laughs) what were you gonna say it's gonna go off again go ahead how did you know that? Because well, it always goes uh, off. Duh. Right? I'm like, I, I, right. <laughs> you probably know the pattern. <laughs> what is that? The fire. Fire station. Oh. Oh, I thought it was a train. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like that. They won't be able to do the illegal curses if you, like, you mm. have to actually want to oh, kill yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Cruciatus mm-hmm. curse, you wouldn't be able to do yeah, unless you really want so I guess you do have to, like you're saying, like turning off. Yeah, that's a good point. I wasn't even everything. Because then, how do you kill people? Right. Hmm. hmm. 
that's a that's definitely a thing that is not necessarily like it's a little up for debate for why Voldemort stopped infiltrating Harry's mind. Most people would probably say it's because of the love idea, but then there's all there there are other like side theories on some of it. Um, hmm. But it's a really good question for this. Um, do you think that Voldemort will want to possess Harry again? And do you think the yeah. reverse could happen? Do you think that Harry is ever going to go into Voldemort's mind? Because there's a connection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just needs training. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. now Dumbledore, the fact that he was revealing, I should have taught you myself, maybe now he will. Mm. And then that way he can learn. Because now it's like, all right, it's all out there. Harry, you have to kill Voldemort. You're the only one that can. Yeah. So now we got to teach you. You need to have all the tools. Yeah. Yep. Because this is even the line that we get. Harry, I believe I was right to think that Voldemort would have made use of you in such a way. On the rare occasions that we had close contact, I thought I saw a shadow of him stir behind your eyes. And Dumbledore (laughs) doesn't see that right now at this moment. So the question Mm. is why? What was the thing that changed? Which is a really tough question. Or is it Hogwarts? But no, because he was in Hogwarts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I keep thinking of Sirius and that loss being anger at Dumbledore. <clears throat> but it, it's really, like you said, it's really a love thing. Mm-hmm. Grief coming from a place of deep love. So maybe that's why he can't possess Harry at the moment. Yeah. It's like WandaVision. Yeah. What is grief but not love? Mm-hmm. Persevering or enduring or whatever that line is. Mm-hmm. It's a great little line. But Harry's experiencing overwhelmingly overwhelming love right now for Sirius in a grief sort of way. Yeah. So maybe Voldemort wants nothing to do with him. wonder what that does to him, Voldemort. Mm. That makes him feel, and then maybe he's not as powerful because then he can't do these curses. If you're starting to feel things. Interesting. Then maybe you can't. Do you think if if Voldemort ever... What would stop Voldemort from doing what he's doing? Do you think if he had a girlfriend, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, do you think if he truly <laughs> loves someone, that hmm. <laughs> do you think if he ever truly <laughs> loves someone, would he cease what he's doing? Does. What if he had a sibling that he found out somehow mm. he's related to someone? I feel like he would have a skewed mm. view of oh, being no, in love so with someone. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause I was thinking of that really show you. Up. Cause it's like, it's <laughs> oh. like he's, you know, in love with this person, quote unquote, but he's killing people for her. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be something along the lines of that. Not great. <laughs> yep. Huh? Yeah. I don't but know can if he's he learn how to, or maybe he can feel love, but he knows that that like drains him of some kind of power. So he just resists it. Although even, even though all of his death eaters seem to be just terrified of him, they're like afraid of, uh, retribution. But when he what, like came in and he said something to Bellatrix and called her Bella, I was like, this is a weird energy. I was like, it feels like there might be something there. I don't know. Because um, it almost felt like calling someone by a nickname, which I don't think we had heard before. It felt like more familiar than I thought Voldemort would get with people. Um, so I was a little bit like, huh. Um, but he doesn't have any children that we that know, we know of. of. Um, <laughs> does he? Harry is real child. <laughs> oh gosh, we're kind of combining these chapters. Maybe I'll wait on the stuff. But mm. it's funny that Neville could also be the chosen one. Jen, 
You nailed that one too. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. The last like, podcast, you went off on you and you laid out the exact prophecy without even knowing it. You're like, <laughs> it could be why I said, why is there a question mark next to Harry Potter's name? And you could, you said, oh, because maybe it's like talking about another person that couldn't necessarily be Harry Potter. And I go, who is that other person? You go, Neville, because you love Neville so much. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so oh funny. my gosh. That's great. <laughs> And then my question is, because Harry picked it up, does that confirm that it was Harry? Mm -hmm. Or could anyone born in July whose parents had betrayed Voldemort multiple times pick it up? Well, that doesn't confirm it. Dumbledore tells Harry that the reason it's confirmed is because Voldemort chose Mark. Because the so mark. that was like what did he it? marked him as his equal. Mm, you're right. So you're in right. that moment, Voldemort was the one that decided that Harry was the chosen one. Hmm. But and, he could have yeah. done this to Neville yeah. and then Neville would have been marked. Yep. Neville would have been the marked one. But the one who Voldemort went to and Dumbledore makes this explicit too. Um, I kind of find the line. Because um, it is weird, right? Like Harry picked up the prophecy. So clearly it is him. But also I thought like, couldn't the mark be something non-physical? You know, like uh, there there could be another way of marking someone else. Yeah, it's and but maybe it is explicitly the scar that's the mark. But maybe the yeah. mark is is he will just mark someone. He's the person that he goes after. Yeah, is marked as yeah. his equal, like yep. marked in like a. But know. I wonder why he chose Harry though. Well, Dumbledore explains that. I don't remember it then. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it, Dumbledore says this is a really fascinating thing. He didn't go after the pureblood, who is Neville. Oh, mm-hmm. right. He went after the person that was more similar to him, which is a half-blood. Yes. No, I kind of remember. Okay. Which Dumbledore thinks that's really fascinating. Um, yeah. I didn't actually write that line down, but that's a really interesting line. So that's part of the reason why he went after him. I don't know. Maybe he viewed James and Lily as more of a threat than... Yeah, Neville's parents, but Neville's, Neville's parents were great too. I know they were. Yeah, are, yeah. Or, or they were charming. They were incredible witches and wizards. What was their career? I can't say it. They were auras. Yeah, I was like Aurora. That's Auroras. what I was going to say. It's not like a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but Dumbledore also. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Here's some other lines that I'll read to you. I just want to know what's your guys' opinion on creature. Because he says, creature is what he has been made by wizards, Harry said. Or Harry, said Dumbledore. Yes, he is to be pitied. His existence has been miserable as your friend's Dobby. As your friend Dobby's. He was forced to do Sirius's bidding because Sirius was the last of the family um, to which he was enslaved. But he felt no true loyalty to him. And whatever creature's faults, it must be admitted that Sirius did nothing to make creatures a lot easier. What do you think? Do you pity creature at all? Do you hate him? What do you think? I do pity him. Really? I was angry with him, but once Dumbledore said that, I was kind of like, mm. no, yeah. either. I mean, but the whole family, all their, all of their house elves, I feel like were trained to be these like evil, wanting to do bad things. Yeah. House elves. So for me, I didn't really feel bad which maybe it's not fair because they're like bred to be that way because right. of their ha- owners or yeah. masters and yeah. even the weirdness like dumbledore mentioned like a, a charm on their species like it's almost like it's a it's a house elf thing that they can't disobey direct orders from their masters 
But like we saw, there are loopholes to that. Yeah. You can like interpret things maybe slightly off from how it was intended. Sirius tells him to get out. And yep. that's the reason he takes that out. He interpreted that. It's all for interpretation yeah. as get out of the house. So that's when he took permission to be able to leave. And serve two masters. Yeah. And and that's why I think it's strange that and then even again that he couldn't betray the order, but then he could like tell other things, which yeah. you know, kind of does betray the order so it feels weird just like dobby was able to kind of do similar stuff where we're like we just don't understand house elves that's why i don't get why they were okay with creature being around yeah but it doesn't seem to me to justify mistreating a creature mm-hmm. in yeah. this case actually yeah. creature and so serious i don't think ever respected him ever but cared how did for you him. mistreat him i guess we didn't see anything too blatant but he was like just he always abused mean. him yeah i think maybe just or more neglectful abu- oh. yeah but what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know, because Creature is not a very likable <laughs> character. Yeah. Do like, they have a sense of morale? <clears throat> yeah. Or are they all okay? I think so. Because I think like that's what gets me with Creature. Mm. I'm like, I don't Yeah. Deciding like with the dark side, you know. That's why yeah, I don't true. really feel pity because like you said, it's hard. Because if they're being trained a certain way, then that's what they know. Yeah. But You're at right. the same time, if they do have an innate sense of morale, then they have the ability to choose. Well, Do- that's where I'm Dobby. stuck. That's well, that's what I'm thinking. Like Dobby yeah. chose to go mm. against the Malfoys and yeah. go to try to protect Harry. So, mm. yeah, so I don't that's feel like, bad for creature. Yeah, I, I don't know. There is. OK, so there's part of me with the Dobby story. And I think people are going to get mad at me even for saying this, but I don't think it's necessarily canon that he um, rebelled against his masters and went away. I still feel like there's part of me that thinks that his master, the Malfoys told him to do this stuff to Harry, maybe to keep him away for some strange reason. And Dobby was actually kind of obeying orders, but he hated it so much. So he would punish himself. That's not, I mean, and Dobby kind of flips out. He does say he was like punishing himself for disobeying his master, but I don't know. Part of me still thinks that Maybe the Malfoys were involved in that and he was doing the Malfoys bidding mm-hmm. in some way, yeah. in some convoluted well, way. Yeah, same way like he found a loophole, yeah. yeah, but he wasn't mm-hmm. directly disobeying. Because, but mm-hmm. how would he have known about Harry though, right? Like, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have known. Well, the, right. the first why would he want to protect him? Because Harry Potter is Harry Potter. But why? Like, because if he's following his, heard his, of his greatness, but his goodness, mm. Dobby did not know. <laughs> So his yeah. greatness of just being. Because Harry <laughs> Potter is like the most him. famous wiz- wizard ever. So I think Dobby just knew of him. And the same way, like it says, Creature has been made what he is by wizards. So I don't know. Hmm. I was going to jump on to a different thing. Yeah. Can you jump explain on. like the prophecy though? Like Ooh. I know that Dumbledore and Trelawney were meeting at. The Hogshead Inn. Hogshead. Yeah. Upstairs room. And then there was a spy, <laughs> but he wasn't predicting. And Trelawney is not the greatest, but she does have every once in a while awesome seeing yeah. visions. Yeah, yep. every once in a while, meaning like 15 years apart. I know. <laughs> Unless it happened other times in there. But oh man, what funny time. So the fact that he saw, but the prof. So the, the spy only heard half of it. So who is it? First of all, who do you think the spy is? Wormtail? Mm. No, I don't know. A rat would be very good at that. But why would they be there too? Like, were they just happen? Yeah, great question. To be there, or was this the like, head? let's follow Dumbledore and see what he's up to? Keeping tabs on Dumbledore would be a really smart move from like Voldemort's perspective. Yeah. 
Because he's like the only real threat. So at least you know where Dumbledore is. But the thing is, is, it's like, that's what I don't understand any of this, though. Because it's like, this prophecy came out of nowhere. So, like, how did Voldemort know that, like, let's keep tabs on Dumbledore because I need to know. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how I'm trying to say this. But it's like, they're trying to stop Voldemort. So is that why he was following Dumbledore? Like, he wanted spies because this just happened out of chance that like all of a sudden wait now I have a equal and they're going to be born in July and now I have to kill them and like it's just so random it does, does feel that even make sense? yeah kind of sure crazy my mind no no you're right like why was it just happenstance that hogshead attracts weird people so there were a bunch of people there and someone was like, Ooh, opportunity. Um, and then they just tried to listen in and got caught. Maybe. Was it someone following Dumbledore around the whole time mm. or following Trelawney? Um, maybe prophecies. I mean, they clearly happen an awful lot. Um, cause there's rooms with rows and <laughs> rows of these things. Voldemort was like on the top of the world though, wasn't he? Like, well, so- he was rising to power, but it was still like guerrilla warfare, you know, yeah. in the shadows, cloak and dagger. And Dumbledore stuff. was like his biggest threat as well, so he's probably tailing Dumbledore for everything. Mm-hmm. So when Dumbledore, Dumbledore leaves the castle, I'm sure he's he's got people on his tail. Um, and whoever the spy is, they they were definitely sent to just keep tabs on him wherever. And he then, is. so the part he heard was only that like there will be a child born in July. Mm-hmm. They will have the same. They'll be equal to your power, and that was it. What? What was that? Yeah, I, I don't much, know if yeah. he heard the part about marking him, or yep. that one would kill mm-hmm. the other. And then maybe that's why Voldemort was like, "I'm gonna try and kill this guy then, mm-hmm. because might as well do it when he's young before he has a chance." But little did he know, Voldemort was fulfilling the next part of the prophecy by doing that. That's what it kind of sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the prophecy is open ended, because I thought it was gonna be. More like yeah. one way or the other. And then I was like, yeah, but then how can it be fulfilled? Or if it's a guarantee, then is the rest of the book just will it come true or not? But the prophecy is just saying, literally, we don't know who's going to win. But one of them is and one of them isn't. Um, At first I heard, I read it as like they both. Like they're tied together. Yeah. They will both die. And then that's live. why I thought Dumbledore was having a hard time telling him. Because I was like, means his hold death. on. Mm. So what do you mean? They're tied together like they're both going to die? <laughs> So my understanding now is that one will survive by killing the other. The only way they can die is that Harry thinks, one. Yeah. So Harry has to kill him or Voldemort has to kill Harry. And that's the mm-hmm. only way one of them can like fall or disappear. Yeah. But originally I thought they were tied together and that whoever went to kill someone, the other one would die too. So they would both die. Hmm. And then I read it as at first and like Dumbledore doesn't want to say it because he's basically going to say, you're going to die <laughs> doing this. <laughs> but then Which I read it. It's tough to break to Harry. Like, by the way, Harry, but then no matter I, what happens, <laughs> you're dead. That's what I thought. My whole theory is. Because let's, let's uh, dissect this. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. Born to those who have thrice defied him. Born as the seventh month dies. So that's that's what the spy heard, and that's what the spy brought back to Voldemort. So but it's someone that defied him three times. Yeah, and the only Parents. two people 
were Neville's parents, Neville's parents, and Harry's okay. parents. So my get my assumption is that um, <laughs> he sent his devoted servants, his most devoted servants, Bellatrix, Bellatrix's husband. Um, Who is his her husband? And the uh, we Mr. Lestrange yeah, yeah. in the the court case because oh. we only know that it was the it was two those of them four people and yeah, Barty Crouch really Jr. Yep. He sent those those four to go kill Neville's parents, and he sent himself, where he goes himself, to kill Harry's parents. Um, uh, he marked Harry as his equal there, so that's kind of where we know that the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal, but he will have power the Dark Lord knows not, and. Either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. Yeah, so that part there, it did kind of still sound to me that they both die. Neither can live. It's weird wording. It is very weird. Either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. So to me, that's what I was kind of confused, because I still thought they were connected. And then later on, it seemed so like... Not as deep. I don't know. Yeah, what am I seems, trying to... Yeah. Like, it, the, it was explained like that, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm right. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, like, sorry, Harry, you're going to have to fight him. Right. And then I'm like, wait, so it's not... And you're Harry, not going to die. Harry is the one who comes to these conclusions, too. Harry is the one who kind of questions Dumbledore, saying, so I'm either going to have to murder him or he's going to have to murder me. And Dumbledore kind of confirms that. And then that's kind of the, the running theory onward. That's what the prophecy kind of means at that moment. But it but when it you could. read it initially, it just seems open-ended. Mm. So do you think that this is like, I don't know, maybe this is a weird question, but do you think that the prophecy is really more open-ended than this? Or is it like open and closed? Like Dumbledore kind of explained it here. I and that's confused, simple. So. Well, I think that's what's weird about a prophecy. Like after reading all of Dumbledore's explanation, and not fully trusting Dumbledore. I'm like, he's not all powerful anymore. He can make mistakes. Even he who received the prophecy could be wrong about what it means. You know, just because he received it doesn't mean he fully understands it. So it's a weird moment of almost as a reader thinking, we could get more meaning in this than Harry or even than Dumbledore if we like see something more. It's possible that Dumbledore or Harry or both of them could have misunderstood this. Um, But... I'm not getting anything more than that. All I'm getting is they could both die, but they can't both live. So they could both live. They just lived in harmony, but that's not going to happen. But it can't be because (laughs) it says neither can live while the other survives. Mm. But it's also saying either must die at the hand of the other. So in my mind, they could kill each other and both die or one of them could live, but they can't both live. That's how I'm reading that. Well, yeah. But, but what about this connection that they share? But that's yeah. the other that's thing. The, it's like, because anytime he's getting like that whole battle, he mm-hmm. was feeling his scar yep. burning. So I'm like, how can he harm Voldemort and not feel it himself? I don't know. Yeah. It just seems too connected mm-hmm. that I'm like, I feel like you both are going to die. Or at least Harry would die killing Voldemort. Or because Harry he can never be, be a so wizard anymore. Pain. He's got to kill like the magical part of himself or something. How do you do that? Well, I don't know. But if there's like whatever this connection is, he's got to break the connection, kill Voldemort and remove Voldemort's mark on himself. Right. If this mark is the how connection. How do you do that? I don't know. Um, maybe nobody knows. Maybe that's what they have to figure out. Hmm. Um, how to break a connection. I feel like you can't. I don't know. 
Yeah, mean, right. Can it be broken? Or is that like what uh, legitimacy would be? Or you can kill Voldemort, but um, a part of him will always live inside Harry. And he's mm-hmm. going to be a tortured man for the rest of his life, bearing this mark and a piece of Voldemort in the back of his mind. The devil on his shoulder, so to speak. I don't know. But the so, prophecy is kind of vague. Yeah. And this is where you're getting all this deep magic because there's a weird connection that goes on between the two of them. You don't really know what this connection is. You don't know if it can be broken, if it's going to be forever. The same thing you with what Jen's saying. And then also there's this, like we get the lines on remember my last, like we know who said remember my last, mm. which is so fascinating. But like Voldemort. It was or, Trelawney's voice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he fooled you, a little red herring then. Well, you can still call a place home where you're... Uh, while you can still call home the place where your mother's blood dwells there, you cannot be touched or harmed by Voldemort. He shed her blood, but it lives on in you and her sister. Her blood became your refuge. You need return there only once a year. But as long as you can still call it home whilst you are there, he cannot hurt you. Your aunt knows this. I explained what I had done. And in the letter I left with you <laughs> on her doorstep, she knows that you're allowing that allowing you house room may well keep you alive for the past 15 years. I'm surprised she's mm. even willing to keep him alive, honestly. Yeah, though. right? Yeah. yeah, she's still a confusing character. Yeah. Yeah. And does mm-hmm. Uncle Vern know all this? I don't know. It doesn't seem I like don't he think knows he much. Yeah. So but it's just her little secret? That's actually it's like intense. a... To me, that's a fascinating point, too, because even though she's terrible to him, I think Vernon might be a little bit more terrible than she is. Mm. Like, he, he, like, Dumbledore even says, she took you. There's something that in her sealed it. that locked mm-hmm. it in. something in her that still loves Harry in some way or like pities him or there's some kind of love there. And she's such a strange character, hmm. such a strange one. Even the but we were right with one. Of, one of us said that, too. Right. About the house that he can't be touched yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you guys nailed that one. Yeah. Because it doesn't make yep. sense why Voldemort isn't going after the house. And like, yeah, there's right. nothing. You know, I mean, that's and it's an great that Dumbledore one. was able to confirm some of that, too, that I don't know if it was said before or we were just speculating that, like, he would have he would have grown up as a prince, you know, anywhere else. But instead, mm-hmm. he had kind of a yeah. humble beginning and almost too humble where he's like, I'm sorry I put you through that and then goes on to explain it. Um, I got worried about Trelawney after this prophecy, because now I was going to say only two, but now three, including Harry, know this prophecy. Um it means all three of them are at risk because now Voldemort mm. could come after any of them to learn what the prophecy was. I Except still as know. I'm saying it, I might take that back. Maybe Trelawney <laughs> doesn't weapon. even know what she said. Yeah. Like that she did. time oh, she yeah. spoke to Harry. It was great in the movies when she goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> she like coughs and it's like oh, shocked. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe it's Wait, only so two. Wait, so the weapon was that he needs to know how to. That he has to kill Harry, but that's I don't already buy it. that doesn't make any but sense. But it's so stupid because that's Mm-mm, what he's already doing. I don't know. It's no like... way, that's not the weapon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm angry. I want to know what the weapon is. Why do they think that's the weapon? Do you think it's the weapon? No, but I don't understand. Like Sirius said, it was like a weapon, <sighs> but it's not. The only thing is, is like what information, information was Voldemort gonna information get? Like is power to kill him. Weapon. He already wants to do that. Well, so think about like... it. Like for our when we know the prophecy, we know it's not necessarily a weapon, but for Voldemort, he doesn't know the second half of the prophecy. So he's maybe thinking it details instructions for how to kill this person. So for yeah. him, it's a weapon, clearly. Maybe. Mm. I, maybe my problem is it's the knowledge is power. Yeah. Like, in my mind, this is this is ammunition. And 
you still like a gun is the weapon and ammunition is ammunition, but you still yeah. need a weapon, you know? So it feels like this prophecy or information, even if it is a detailed plan of how to take Harry down to me, that's still information. A weapon is different. A weapon is something you actively use. Information is something you passively receive. So I'm like, it could be that this is a weapon and it's all just like it is what it is. Maybe it's a British thing. I don't understand. But to me, I'm like, no, we're still missing pieces. There's a bigger thing going on, an actual weapon, something that is actively used that is going to come up later. And it feels like even Harry and Dumbledore aren't thinking that way. And I'm like, guys, this this doesn't this isn't making sense. It's not clicking. It's not satisfying. I'm not like. Great. Problem solved. Voldemort's on the run. I'm like, mm, he still might have gotten a weapon in all of this. And we're the ones that are out of the loop now. There was Maybe, an awful yeah. lot going on. The whole thing was like a diversion to get something else. Because <laughs> that would be hectic. There's they sacrificed yeah. a lot. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of uh, other lines like there's there's more that's happening in the Department of Mysteries that is really interesting. Mm. And this is what this is maybe one of the most important lines in this whole chapter. There is a room in the Department of Mysteries interrupted Dumbledore. That is kept locked at all times. It contains a force that is at once more powerful and more terrible than death and human intelligence and the forces of nature. It is also perhaps the most mysterious of the subjects for study that reside there. It is the power held within that room that you possess in such quantities that and which Voldemort has not at all. That power took you to save Sirius Knight. That power also saved you from possession by Voldemort. Because he could not bear to reside in a body so full of the force he detests. Hmm. In the end, it mattered not that you could close your that you could close not your mind. It was your heart that saved you. So there's forces out there, and again, this is why I love the Department of Mystery so much because it's like forces that like we can experience that have some kind of magic to them. They're like studying mm. what that's what love is in this yep. room, which is a really cool idea. But Harry seems to have love in droves is is love the only power that harry has that voldemort cannot experience or doesn't know no i feel like he also well i guess it comes it stems from love so maybe it is but like wanting to help people like he's always wanting to be like the savior and like voldemort wouldn't want to save anyone i can't imagine yeah it's all mm. about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if it's one of his little followers. And who can I crush to get to yeah. the top? Even his followers. He treats them like crap. All the Death Eaters. So true. Yeah. yeah. And Harry wants to like help people. He's constantly wanting to pe- rise, help encourage people to rise up to their potential. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe it stems from love, but like yeah. hmm. what would that emotion or. No, you, you're right. Like. Everyone's got their own moral compass, you know? So Mm -hmm. what is Voldemort's? Is he willing to lie, cheat, and steal? And are all of those things like, I don't know. It's not love. It's something else. Like even to him and his followers, if he says, if you do this, you get this. Like, is he willing to go back on that? Mm. Like I'm thinking again of Harry with a simple thing. He's at the wishing well and he says, if I get this, I'm going to come back and throw a dollar in or whatever he said, a galleon. Um, and then it does happen. He throws it in. He's got, not only does he want to help people and he cares and he, and there's love, but it's like he does what he says he's going to do. So like, again, this just like deeper moral um, theme in his heart. 
And I'm just wondering what Voldemort is okay with. Like, is he okay anything with any of that other him. stuff? Yeah. yeah, like anything, just fully selfish. Because then I'm like, in that case, Harry's got tons of stuff Voldemort doesn't yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're polar opposites in a lot of ways. And also, though, like at the end of the day, I feel like Voldemort wants to be alone and like survive everything. Harry wants everyone to come together and mm. survive together. And I feel mm. like in the end of it all, I don't know how this book ends, but like that's always going to trump a single person like yeah. entity like you mm. can't be alone and be successful or survive like you always need help or a community mm. or like something like that so right i can't really picture and it's funny the loyalty from the death eaters i'm like it's so strange that like you guys still follow him because you get yeah. punished exactly. if you don't follow through on your yeah. orders so like why would you want that I mean, obviously, there must be something that we'll maybe find out, hopefully. And there, there's parts of it that we kind of get in this chapter, too. It's people who are, like, dreadfully fearful of death, I think. Voldemort is terrified of death in a way that mm. is different from the way that Harry fears death. Maybe that's it, too, then. Yeah. Because mm. he left Harry when he was like, just kill me. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And that's... Harry yeah, is accepting oh, of death. Point. And Voldemort... Wants nothing to do with it. it. Mm. And Dumbledore says there are things huh. much worse than death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, but Voldemort can't fathom that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's Dumbledore or that's Voldemort's greatest weakness is that he doesn't understand that there are things far worse than death. Right. You're right. Man, what happened in his childhood? <laughs> do you think we're going to get any information mm. on Voldemort? I hope Voldemort? so. There's two books left. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of chance for information. They're big books too. I know. They're going to be great. I like that wait. Dumbledore explained why he didn't give Harry Prefect. Yeah. It still right. felt a little end, bit yeah. much. I know. And like, why not explain it to him? I know. Write him a In little a letter. letter. Do something. It's because <laughs> he's old. That's his excuse for yeah, all this crap. No, it's true. But I just, it made sense. I like it. I think we probably speculated that at the beginning. Well, it's funny too, because remember in the more. last book, Harry's like kept saying he looks old and he looks old. And yeah, mm-hmm. then it comes around in the end of this, like, because I'm old, I forgot yeah. to tell you all this stuff. Hmm. Harry, I have dementia right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question in this chapter is, um, what are your thoughts on Snape? Voldemort says, I trust him. Wait, Voldemort says that? Sorry, Dumbledore. <laughs> I was going to say, ah. where did it say that? Wow, <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a twist. That was a like, really? yeah, like, not a good right. sign. Flipping uh, Dumbledore and Voldemort. What the heck? Um, yeah, not I've done Baltimore. That a couple times. Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> I uh, talked to text and it came out Baltimore. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was psyched about Snape for a little bit in the chapter, but then by the end with the whole thing with McGonagall, and uh, Malfoy in the end of the book. Yeah. Um, then I was like, I don't even know about it. But him I feel anymore. like he's just playing into the. Ca- I don't know. Now I feel like he's acting when he's at Hogwarts. Mm. Like I feel like I. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this. I trust him because the fact that he did all those things behind the scenes, it, it was like a little delayed, but he was the one that called the order. Dumbledore was aware. He went looking for him in the forest, like all these things, but mm. he was acting that part of like. He didn't care in front of Umbridge and like destroying all these children's lives <laughs> in well, Gryffindor. Yeah, I think that's what it <laughs> that's just feels true. like. I but he's at, he took me out. I don't know. Does he have to play the part? I don't know. 
But you also yeah. can't stand Harry. Well, and that's like, what I was and thinking. then he stopped yep. the class. I don't know. Like, no matter what, he does not like Harry. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it feels like he he's doing things for Dumbledore because him and Dumbledore are like boys. But then whenever Dumbledore's not around, he is mm-hmm. like yeah. taking his chances to make Harry's life kind of miserable. Because Dumbledore says that I forgot another old man's mistake. Yeah. Uh, some wounds run too deep for yeah. healing. I thought Professor Snape could overcome his feelings about your father. I was wrong. So there's but still like, something deep in there. He just yep. made he was wrong. Fun of, I guess, yeah. If you're bullied well, by someone. Well, we don't someone, know. There's yeah, more to this story we more. haven't seen. I feel like we but still didn't get the But he like somehow story. saved his life, right? Because Dumbledore says yeah. Yeah. he owes you because... Whatever his name is, Harry's dad saved his life. Yeah, James. James. Yeah, but that was all during the the incident with the werewolf. Yeah, and that's a little bit of a loose saving someone's life. Unless there's another incident we don't know, don't know about. Like you can't just put someone's life in danger and then save it and be like, "Yeah, you owe me now." Like, it's kind of <laughs> like, "Yeah, well, don't send him down yeah. chasing after a werewolf and then it, it you're fine." It could have just been his own fault. Like, curiosity killed the cat. Kind it could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. the way it was said made it sound like they kind of set him up for it. Mm. I forget all the details, but really? whether it was James it was or whether it was Sirius and Wormtail. Somebody set him up to go down there. It it's seemed like, like you know, it was putting, implied. Putting like a knife to someone's throat and then not slitting their throat and be like, I saved your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of feels like that right That's now. That's how it feels right now. So I'm wondering if we're going to get a, a bigger story. Uh, yeah. I guess I totally have a different take on that. Yeah. Well, Which I, is? we don't know that much. Yeah. What, what are you thinking happened? No, I thought it was like, oh my, they had the flashback. I thought he was like curious about where. James Lupin and Wormtail were going, so yeah. he was following it. But how is that his fault? How is it right. a setup? Okay, I thought yeah, he right. was, maybe it was. I thought no. that they were going, and he's like, "I want to figure out what's going on with them." So he's curious, and, and he, he goes. Well, he them. was, but but uh, James put it in his mind. Um, James, not like Aquaman's or anything like that, but James <laughs> gave him hints about the thing. He was like, "Oh, if you want to see like what Lupin does, like go I don't go on this path." That. Pretty sure that's what that's what happened for that. And mm-hmm. so James kind of put it in his mind, but James was one that saved them. Or maybe Sirius did. I think Sirius might have put it in his mind. And then James was the one that saved him. But otherwise, Snape wouldn't have really known where to go or where to look. Hmm. He, he, he didn't yeah, follow, follow them. Follow but them? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, that was my take. And we'll see <laughs> because, take. again, there feels like there's going to be more to that story or at least the fallout from the story because we only we're only getting glimpses of it. Um and whenever we get glimpses, we get interrupted. Like Snape pulling Harry out of the pensieve. Yes, yeah, so there could be seven books. So annoying. <laughs> I like that Dumbledore kind of walked through like summaries of each of the books. And he's like, this is what happened here. And you were great. And, and I messed this. up. Here's what happened here. <laughs> All more great stuff. I should have told you then. I do like how she like wraps up the books so that way you can wait another year for the next one to come out like if it was yep when she was releasing the books because i'm like all right at least i feel satisfied with yeah, like yeah, yeah, for sure this like story she wraps it up a little bit like yeah. enough but you're you're still dying to yep. see what happens yep. in the next one so she does a great job i with appreciate that. that um okay next chapter last chapter in this book the second war begins quick summary of this one <laughs> everyone anything, everyone believes Dumbledore now yeah. and, and the mis- and the Ministry of Magic is announcing that Voldemort is back mm-hmm. and Harry is now praised for all his doings and the 
Luna Lovegood's dad sold the Daily Prophet yeah. the story for a nice little amount of money. First hand account. Yeah, I know that was. Does great. Harry get a check? Uh, he doesn't need the money. Who would get a check? <laughs> no, I feel like that. Can't just I feel like Luna no. should get a piece of the pie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's that money should get spread around a little bit. A lot of people yeah. contributed to that. And it was Hermione's idea, right? I know. Yep. And all the mm-hmm. all the kids got healed, pretty much. Yeah. They're yep. all, right. Took a little so time. Like, but. Yeah. And then, I don't know. There's some other things, but... That is that is one of my favorite moments. I'll, I'll like sh- share my favorite moment in these chapters already. But in the beginning, um, when they're all just hanging out in the hospital wing. Because they were in the hospital wing. Harry was sitting on the end of Ron's bed. They were both listening to Hermione read the front page of the Sunday Prophet. And that was great already. Sorry to interrupt you because you were like, okay, she's like, I know. Okay. She's okay. She's you're safe. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. Her name, I was yeah. like, oh, thank goodness. Whatever that purple flame was, she's not going to be harmed. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Ginny's, whose, whose ankle had been mended and a trice uh, by Pat, Mad, Madame Pomfrey, was curled up at the foot of Hermione's bed. Neville's, whose nose had likewise been returned to its normal size and shape, was in a chair between the two beds. And Luna, who had been dropped, in, who had dropped in to visit, clutching was clutching the latest edition of the Quibbler, reading the magazine upside down, and apparently not not talk not talking in a word. Hermione, or not taking in a word. Hermione was saying, "Sorry, it's just a, such a lovely moment. They're all like together talking yeah. about these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes me so happy. That's probably Christmas favorite so part. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Very um, happy moment. Personal question to come out of Harry Potter just a little bit. How do you guys deal with grief? That's a loaded question. In the same way as Harry, like like Goodness. I'm kind of like Harry, but I like it more. Iso- I like more isolation and aloneness than uh, mm. wanting to be with other people when I'm experiencing something something really I process through that alone. Yeah, in my car. <laughs> yep. I don't know why. In the car, I've it's had a, a lot of spot. screaming matches and things like that. But yeah, definitely anger and just alone yeah (laughs) and then it's good to like process with other people after that but like Mm. the initial yeah i need to work through a lot there's always the battle of like you you want to process it i want to process it alone but then like when you come out of the aloneness and like be with other people because that's really for me where like the healing happens Mm -hmm. you like move beyond that not move beyond it but you're like you have your community again and you're working through it with other people Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever had um anyone to blame no unjust Mm. unexpected death or grief so when it's grandparents things that are expected um it's a little different because it's sad but it's it's just different it's it's what's known Mm -hmm. it's it's how every life ends you know um and it's almost a blessing that it can be a long full life ending with your family around you um for just health reasons so i think that's like it's always been easier. I've never had anger in hmm. grief. So I like distracting myself. I think it's better to be with people, socializing, and then slowly opening the grief tap as I can handle it and then closing it again if I can't. I think that's simpler. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm ready, fully open it. Let it all out. Yeah, for sure. I'm probably both. A <laughs> <laughs> <little> shoulder <laughs> Thankfully, it's been a while, so I can't really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Process that. There's but that. even like grief of like, like, um, not someone passing away, right? Like, not as severe mm-hmm. grief. Would that be grief though? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. You can grieve yeah. a lot of things. 
It would be more like distractions, like make my schedule as busy as possible yeah. so I can't sit alone and process anything. Yeah. But And Harry's in that battle mm-hmm. right now of like wanting to distract himself with certain things. Like in this group, I'm like when he's in the hospital wing, it was so shocking to me because the chapter ends. You you almost expect Dumbledore to dismiss Harry and say like, okay, go on your way, go to sleep now, like do whatever. Like in the previous book, the way out was like he gave Harry a sleepless or a dreamless sleep oh, draft. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, okay, now, but now you don't get the moment where like Harry mm-hmm. leaves, like has a restless night's sleep, but you get this like almost like a fade to black then a fade back mm-hmm. where he's now sitting with his friends and you're like, whoa, just that alone to me is a lot of growth for Harry. Mm-hmm. But then he's flirting between these two things because as soon as things happen, he wants to go see Hagrid. He goes to see Hagrid. Hagrid's saying some of the wrong stuff, which is like, so he goes and he's alone by, uh, by himself for a little bit. So Harry's grief is interesting. What do you guys think of how Harry is like grieving this? I feel like that's like normal though. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you want to be with people so you don't think about it. And then you're like, no, I'm tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to go be alone. Yeah. And because we're in his mind, it feels so honest. It's like actually how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think he should be expressing it outwardly too, because that's part of it. But at least he's processing in his mind. He he's like he understands what he's going through. He kind of is like he knows when he doesn't want to be talking to Hagrid, he needs to be alone. He's wandering around, he doesn't want to be with people. So I feel like it's hard, but grief always is. Yeah. So if he just keeps doing this for a little longer kind of just getting through like it takes time no matter what it just takes Mm -hmm. time a lot of time um so i feel like he's doing the right things it just stinks but he is also like a compounded like (sighs) um what is the word situations that just happened like serious just die and now he's like and now you have to kill voldemort or something is gonna happen to you like that's like a multifaceted like grief thing like i can't just be a teenager i have to like I know. figure mm-hmm. this out and this on top is... of losing my only like family mm-hmm. and then it's like and now i have to go back to my uncle and aunt's house like there's so many yeah. things that are like, so many layers yeah ugh. i do think harry deal this is like again where i think his maturity shines so much in this book is that he's dealing with that in a really mature way like i love to this is something that i think is really good in this book is his friends don't necessarily seek him out, but they're there for him. And I love that. Like mm-hmm. he goes to Hagrid's Hagrid is there for him when he comes through the barrier. It's so beautiful. Like all of them are just waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Like there, mm-hmm. his friends are just there waiting with him. Like he goes, he doesn't like go seek out Luna. The only person he seeks out in this chapter is nearly had this Nick, but then he goes and Luna is there posting things up and he goes like <laughs> everything is like his friends are there for him even on the train when oh yeah Malfoy Crab and Goyle <laughs> oh. come in and they try to hex him oh, yeah. Ernie you know the Hufflepuffs the Hufflepuff yeah. crew they come and destroy them and it's like <laughs> they're there for him and I, I love that because Harry needs to be able to process through things how he needs to process through things yeah. but he knows that these people have his back now and I think that's what helps propel Harry into dealing with this in a healthy way i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his friends are there for him and it's such a beautiful ending to this story it like wraps it up but oh it makes me want to cry but then he does destroy i, I love the section where um 
Malfoy says Malfoy looked angrier than Harry had ever seen him. Mm. He felt a kind of detached satisfaction at the sight of his pale, painted face contorted with rage. You're going to pay, said Malfoy in a voice barely louder than a whisper. I'm going to make you pay for what you've done to my father. Well, I'm terrified now, said Harry sarcastically. (laughs) I suppose Lord Voldemort's just a warm-up act compared to you three. What's the matter? He added for uh, for Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle had all looked stricken at the sound of the name. He's a matey your dad, isn't he? Not scared of him, are you? You think you're such a big man, Potter, said Malfoy, advancing now, Crab and Goyle flanking him. You wait, I'll have you. You can't <laughs> land my father in prison. I thought I just had, said Harry. <laughs> so good. So good. I wonder what actually happened to him, though. Will we find out? Well, how are they keeping Azkaban guarded now without... The yeah. Dementors, Dementors left, right? Yeah. That's basically what happened. But then other wizards are just over there taking shifts on guard duty, like... It can be but done, also, certainly. But it, I was thinking intense. Voldemort did something to... Besides going to prison, could he have... Oh, because he failed? Punished him. Yeah. Yeah, he might be scared to go back to Voldemort. Mm-hmm. All of his followers are very scared of him when they mess up. And they are messing up. Bellatrix was... She seemed terrified at the fountain. She was oh like... Oh my gosh, she yeah. was... As soon as Harry said that it was See, that broken... I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I still don't get She was it. freaking like, out. What is the loyalty there? You're promised. Yeah, you're kind of right. Promised what? And like, is he even trustworthy? Unless there's some kind of skewed love there, not necessarily mm, romantic. Not like what we would think of, but like yeah. loyalty love, where like when they did something wrong, it's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna disapprove of me. Yeah, I mean, this is like the age-old question: what's a greater motivator, fear or love? Mm. I feel like this is a huge byline in this book, and you follow mm. someone that you fear. Don't mm. doesn't make any sense really sometimes, but like yeah. these people are f- terrified of him. So yeah. rather than be his enemies, they're like, they're like okay, let's side yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The closer you are to danger, the farther you are from harm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lord of the Rings line. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Why is he laughing? <laughs> and then Danny immediately got as soon as I started saying it, Danny's like, keep going. Yes. <laughs> um It's so rare to get some good Lord of the Rings. I know. <laughs> rare? Not here. <laughs> Not here, exactly. I'm so satisfied. Comes up Just in other podcast. parts of my life, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about the mirror and all the devastation behind that. Um, it says, Harry's heart began to race. He remembered seeing his dead parents in the mirror of Erised four years ago. He was going to be able to talk to Sirius again right now. He knew it. He looked around to make sure nobody else was there. The dormitory was quite empty. He looked back in the mirror, raised it in front of his face with trembling hands and said loudly and clearly, Sirius. His breath misted the surface of the glass. He held the mirror even closer, excitement flooding through him. But the eyes blinking back at him through the fog were definitely his own. He wiped the mirror again clear and said, uh, said so every syllable rang clearly through the room. Serious black. Nothing happened. Which is just oh, it's so devastating that he experienced this after. Mm. Was that a mirror of Erised? No, right? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I think I think he's just making the comparison that he saw his parents in the mirror of Erised because okay. that was his so greatest he was desire. Nervous about like yeah. yeah. So I wonder if he actually would go back to the mirror of Erised if he would see Sirius. Well, Whoa. that's what I was thinking after this whole thing. I thought he was going to go wow to the mirror of Erised to see him. That'd be very interesting. Not that he'd actually like get to communicate. But. Yeah. Right. Right. But that maybe could help with grief. Yeah. Right. Or be a crutch to it. I know. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. It could be a crutch. You do get this one too. Um, <laughs> Professor Umbridge left Hogwarts the day before the end of the term. 
It seems she had crept out of the hospital wing during dinner time, evidently hoping to, to depart undetected. But unfortunately for her, she met Peeves on the way, who seized his last chance to do as Fred had instructed and chased her gleefully from the premise, whacking her altern- alternately with a walking stick and a sock full of chalk. <laughs> Many students ran out into the entrance hall to watch her running away down the path, and the heads of the houses only tried half-heartedly to, re- to restrain them. Indeed, <laughs> Professor McGonagall sank back into her chair at the staff table after a few feeble remonstrances and was clearly uh, heard to express a regret that she could not run cheering after Umbridge herself because Peeves had borrowed her walking stick. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that she's going to come back in this story? Is she done? Is she so Hmm. emotionally and mentally damaged? Because she's like a shell of herself in the hospital, but then she leaves like this. Is she, will she be back? I think she'll be back in subtle ways. Mm. Nothing crazy, but so far it feels like in this book, characters do hang around a little bit. Yeah. Like if she was never going to come back, I feel like she could have been left in the forest and that was the end of yeah, it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, but we got to see a nice side of Dumbledore from that too. Yeah. So maybe it was all worth it. I do feel like she'll come back, but hopefully not in the same way she was before. Maybe her being a shell of herself is laying the groundwork for a, a, a blank slate a clean canvas for um, a new personality. I don't know. Eh, I kind of felt bad for her by the end, but yeah. But um, if she ever does come back, you know that McGonagall is not going to let her go easy. She's going to take her walking stick and just start beating her over the head with it. And I think she'd be back in the story. I don't think she's going to be back at Hogwarts necessarily. Um, But I could see her doing some, eh, not even the ministry. I don't know how she would come back. I hope she's very distant, though. Mm. And they go. Oh, yeah. Ron she like and the, freaks out. Yeah. With the so I know great. they're like messing with her like that. Of course. Like, <laughs> That's going to be their clutch. They're going to have just coconuts like Monty Python. Yep. Anytime yep. she comes near, they're just going to clap them. <laughs> oh, my. That's great. Um, okay. This is uh, one of the more devastating lines in it. Um, perhaps the reason he wanted to be alone was because he had felt isolated from everybody since his talk with Dumbledore. An invisible barrier separated him from the rest of the world. He was, he had always been, a marked man. It was just that he had never really understood what that meant. And yet sitting here at the edge of the lake, with the terrible weight of grief dragging him, with the loss of Sirius so raw and fresh inside, he could not muster any great sense of fear. It was sunny. And the grounds around him were, la- were full of laughing people. And even though he felt as distant from them as though he belonged to a different race, it was still very hard to believe as he sat here that his life must include or end in murder. Hmm. Hmm. And it keeps on going. Sorry, this is just so good. <laughs> so sad. He sat there for a long time, gazing out at the water, trying not to think about his godfather. Remember that it was directly across from here on the opposite bank that Sirius had once collapsed trying to fend off a hundred dementors. The sun had set before he realized he was cold. (laughs) He got up and returned to the castle, wiping his face on his sleeve as he went. Oh my gosh. Even like his grief, this one line, the sun had set before he realized he was cold. Like his grief is so overbearing and so overwhelming Mm -hmm. that he doesn't even know he's cold. He's so focused on his grief, which is just so sad. How do you think that Harry will deal with this idea that he's a marked man? Hmm. And I mean, this is like an ongoing question. Maybe I'll ask this at the end, but well, I'll just ask it now. What is going to happen in the next book? 
You know what? Do you know the title of the next book? I've heard it, but I don't remember. Harry Potter and the yeah, Half Blood Prince. Prince. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what is going to happen in the next book? Is Harry going to be so overcome by grief? Is he going to be like revenge? Yeah, is he going to go on a revenge tour? Is he going to be like depressed to the point of like nah. suicidal? I don't really see that being a good story. Mm. <laughs> I feel like revenge is I a feel like this story. was yeah. the dark book where he was struggling mentally with mm. things. The end of this book doesn't leave it kind of because he has it such a community around way. him. It could go either way, but he has such a community around him. You feel like he's going to be okay. Yeah, I do. I feel like he's starting to go on the yeah. upswing. I feel like he's going to want Dumbledore to teach him. Like, okay, mm. I am ready now. Private lessons with Dumbledore. That would go a long way. I for also his maybe Aquaman cheated because I know the cover and it <gasps> looks like that. What the? <laughs> <laughs> you cheater! It's the cover of the book. <laughs> I have no idea if that's even true. It's yeah. just Dumbledore and Harry mm. Potter. They're just hanging out. They're just two characters. Yeah. It's actually a flashback to just this. But then conversation. it's funny because I'm like the Half Blood Prince. Could that is it really? Harry Voldem- or Voldemort? Well, it probably is Voldemort because well, who's the Half Blood? Well, because like, isn't the Slytherin descendant, right? The Prince. Salazar Slytherin. Yes. Is Tom Riddle the actual? Did we get that answer? was that called Prince? I don't know. No, the heir of Slytherin. Right. The heir. So in my mind. It's still a similar though. No, you're right. It really is. So then in my mind, I was like, is this book about how to defeat the Half-Blood Prince, which would be Voldemort? Wait, but or he's is the Har- Dark Lord. Is Harry the Half-Blood Prince? So what? The who's prince? the Half-Blood King? <laughs> you. And who's the Half-Blood Prince? I'm like, is Prince like meaning future heir? Like will be on the throne? Like relative to Voldemort? Uh, I don't know. So a Half-Blood future dark lord he's a lord and you want to equal so prince harry's the prince he's going to become a lord like why prince that uh, it just seems like an odd word i have we uh, well, heard that word only yet? because of the heir i guess i confuse the two but like the heir of slytherin in my yep. mind is very like it's royalty mm-hmm. so prince made sense to me that mm-hmm. the yeah. half-blood prince would be maybe voldemort like he's the heir of slytherin yeah is that, was that his finalized? Child is that, becomes what we got from that, right? Because like the second book, that was kind of yeah, kind the, of confirmed because he's the one that is able to open the chamber of yeah, secrets. Okay. And this is the so heir of Slytherin is the one that can do that. But then it it's funny because it you it was supposed to be a pure blood and he's not, right? He's Slytherin, not, he's not a pure blood, right? But I thought the heir was supposed to be. He was supposed to be, but, but he's not. Um, yeah, that's the, that's matter. the thing you don't know. You don't know yeah. why. Yep. Uh, Voldemort is half blood and not pure blood, and we still don't know the story. The whole thing with his right. mom and dad and the fighting and whatever—it's it's them. still vague. We yeah. really don't know, and we were speculating. Maybe it was just me that the story we've heard so far is not true because mm. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't all line up. What um, are you guys hoping that the next book goes into? I hope. I think it would be neat to see Harry Potter wanting. Revenge is like the a negative word in a way, or justice. Maybe, yeah, that's better. <laughs> Righteous justice. Yeah. Um, and it would be neat to see Dumbledore like teaching him things from his wisdom in, you know, his magical, ancient magic, um, 
ways. Mm. So maybe he could teach Harry some of that. Maybe I would love to get more history on mm. Voldemort's childhood backgrounds. Maybe we get some of that. Maybe the even like seeing the kids grow in their um, skill set too. Yeah. And because it's saying like, the, what's the title? Like the second war or something? Yeah, the second war begins. So in my mind, I'm like, okay. Wait, what does it say that? The chapter it's title chapter for 38. title. <laughs> nice. The second war begins. So in my mm. mind, I'm like, maybe the that war will be played out in the middle to the end of the next book to mm. see. I don't know. I just feel like everyone needs to sharpen their skills, right? Everyone is now yeah. on alert, high alert. And now you have to like hone in on those skill sets. And maybe Harry will now have more people he could train. All except the Slytherins. Dumbledore's well. army is real now. Yeah. <laughs> get big. Mm. And, and then it'll be interesting to it. see the Ministry of Magic's take mm. with Dumbledore. Yeah, like the battle lines are drawn now. Or even now. Good versus evil. Yeah. Is that a clean line? Or is and there like, be who some else weirdness? is going to join in Dumbledore's army? What's going to happen like, with giants? We already know where the Dementors went. Yeah, that's what went. I was thinking too. Is there anything else? Any other like... I don't know. I said a lot, so it's your turn. No, I'm, I'm, all the stuff you said was great. I like feel like I'm just wondering what else we're going to see. Like mm. every every time the, the world grows a little bit. So we saw a lot of the ministry, oh, which we had never seen. what about their connection, the wands? I would love to learn more about that. Mm. More about Voldemort the wands, yeah. and Harry's wand. True. Even just wand lore in general. Like Neville needs a new wand now. He was using his oh, father's borrowed wand. Wands. I just want to know about the so, two of them. Well, yeah, no, but that too, though, because... <laughs> What will happen when they battle? How can Harry prepare to kill Voldemort? Well, also, it's like, how do you open your mind? Because if he couldn't even do the heck, whatever, on Bellatrix, he couldn't even. Yeah, he couldn't do a killing curse. So, like, what does he have to do? And maybe Dumbledore can teach him, like, maybe you don't have to do that. You can do something else. Because, like Dumbledore said. Or what's worse than death. Yep. So So Harry can learn. Do something. Something more. Maybe he can reverse him. Make him a baby. Throw him in the baby chamber, <laughs> the hummingbird baby chamber. You can't hurt a baby. Go back, go <laughs> oh, back yes, in time. Oh, the time um, yeah, like for. how do you how do you kill Voldemort? How does Harry do it now? And that's what I'm I'm wondering what this book is going to be. And what the about, last book would be a big this old is battle. So random, but Fox. But what's this one? A phoenix can never die. Is Dumbledore or Dumbledore has Voldemort part phoenix? <gasps> He can never die. I'm just curious. Well, he Mm. has unicorn blood in him, too, and Harry's blood. So what is that? You were obsessed with the blood thing. Maybe we'll get answers about that. Harry's blood. He needs Fox's blood, and he's set. Wait, but that also is interesting, just bringing up the blood thing, because he has some of Harry's blood. So can he now go into his uncle and aunt's house? Voldemort. Whoa. That is a very interesting idea. He does have some of Harry's blood. Because he said part of the blood of your aunt, mm-hmm. your mom, and you. But now. He so has. by nature, Voldemort keeps Harry safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> does Voldemort have the power of love surrounding him because of the sacrifice and because of the blood transfer? Blood transfusion. No, I mean, I don't know. But something with the blood, which you were saying. It's very so interesting. I'm you didn't bring it up. Or, or I want to know more about Harry's um, parents. So true. I want to get a lot of background. About, like, what's Lily and Petunia? 
Yeah. Yeah. I just realized they're both flower names. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. I actually never knew that. I never realized that. Um, hmm. Yeah. I'm curious where else we're going to go. How will the world get bigger? <laughs> Those are all the answers I want now. Will we go yeah. to another country? <laughs> will we make it to Egypt finally? You really um, want to go to Egypt? I know. Yeah, I do. This has been mentioned since book one. Or is Romania, the, at least. Is that on the list to travel to yes, also? Yes, exactly. Because then we get to go on our <laughs> podcast trip there after Scotland. Oh. Which I was thinking when they were taking the Hogwarts Express back, we definitely have to go to London first and take a train up to Scotland, right? Like that. <laughs> we just have doing to. this? <laughs> right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just Next gotta be. Year? Next year is the yeah. year of trips for all of us. It's gonna be great. Oh boy, I gotta um, save that. I was gonna say I better start saving. Yes, you guys better, okay? <laughs> well, we oh just boy. get Patreon. You come in west. I know, exactly. You, you wanna support us? us in our trips? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you could join it's us. We'll I tell you our stops and you could uh, join in on the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys understand how ghosts work now? No. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused why they wanna be ghosts, but I still thought they had to die in Hogwarts. That's what I didn't understand. Like, why was Sirius going to show up there? I don't think he ever was. And the fact that Nick was so sure he wasn't going to be a ghost. But then Nick openly admits he is not really familiar with death, although he's much more familiar than any human would be. But like he kind of was like, I'm not I'm not an expert. He almost regrets his decision, it seems. Like, can yeah. ghosts yeah. ever die then? Or they're just forever. They're, they're locked forever in, in limbo. So he's like, he just knew. He's like, no, Sirius did not choose this. He moved on. He's gone. Very um, few wizards choose it. He even says that. Yeah, so why? Like, it, why did they choose it? Nick was almost hating on but himself But then it was interesting because I was like, Harry has a point. Like, he would do anything for Harry. So, like, why wouldn't he want to be hmm. in his life? But you think the same for James and Lily, too. Why did Mm. they not want to become ghosts? You could say that for anybody who truly loves someone. That doesn't make sense because it's like, okay, you're dying. And so you're like, okay, I want to be a ghost. Like while you're taking your last breath. Like I don't get it. It's a weird. I don't understand that concept. My understanding of it is like you're dead and you have like you like have a choice. You're like, okay, do you have any unfinished business that like moaning Myrtle? She wants to haunt this girl who killed her. So like her mm. burning desire, she doesn't care about passing on into peace or whatever they Yikes. think for death. She wants to like haunt this girl. It's her obsession mm. with Nick. It might be his obsession might be like joining the nearly headless hunt or the headless hunt, not the nearly mm. headless hunt, the headless hunt. So that's his obsession. That's what he wants to go back to earth to do. I can't, I think it might be different for Sirius. I don't exactly know, but I think his is like, yes, I love Harry, but my love will endure. I just have to wait. Till he dies, maybe, which is sad, but well, yeah, like, I'll it, see him again. You're right. Like it almost feels like a transcendence. Like he yeah. dies, and then if he's presented with some afterlife choice, yeah, you can be a ghost and you're gonna get what a hundred more years with Harry. Yeah. Maybe he's like Dumbledore, you'll get five hundred more years with him if you find some elixir of life. Yeah. But in the end, Harry will die and you'll be trapped on Earth as a ghost. Or you get to go to the afterlife, whatever it is in Harry Potter world. And behind the veil, go to heaven, whatever it is. And then when Harry dies, you'll get to see him again. So all wizards who have left loved ones behind choose to go to the afterlife and wait. Maybe. Feels pretty intense. Mm. But that would be a way that you could kill Harry at the end of book seven and still have a satisfying ending when he gets to be reunited with all those who have died. Mm. But I don't want that. Hope Harry lives. But after the prophecy, I'm like, ooh. It makes me think more and more there's a chance they're both going to have to die. 
Yeah. And how do you think Harry would have felt? So there's two things that people brought up in chat and they want to know, this is a really fascinating one. Um, uh, how do you think Harry's experience would have been if Neville was the one that Voldemort marked? Hmm. Would they, would their roles just have changed? Would are Neville and Harry almost the same person, but like their experiences define mm. them? Can you ask it in a different way? Because like, what if, <laughs> what if Neville and Harry swap? Like, what if Voldemort went after Neville's parents rather than Harry's? But then the story is still in Harry's perspective or in Neville's guess, perspective, because yeah. that changes. Yeah, that's that a good point. Me. So then Harry would just be incurred. Like, I don't know. And he How would have would already. You... Oh no, he wouldn't have been with. The well, first I feel one. like because then Neville would be the the famous wizard. So then that kind of plays in your mind, right? Everyone's like, oh, it's Neville. Mm. Would Harry's parents have been fine, or would they? I'm like, assuming they'd they be the ones in yeah. St. Mungo's, yeah. Yeah. and Harry would still have to live with the Dursleys, I guess, the yeah. same way Neville had to live with his grandma. But so Neville, it really would be like an identical situation, but, but just reversed, he, possibly. If he didn't have the mark on him, he could have lived with some other wizard family. Because yeah. Dumbledore mentioned that, like any other. Oh, that's oh you're right. Could have taken him alive. In. Because he wouldn't have mm. went on the rampage trying to find Wormtail. Right. There could have been a whole heap of things. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. a different story. I know. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll get, maybe she'll write that But I story. feel like Neville was. <laughs> Parallel universe. This Season is really the multiverse, I know. <laughs> but I feel like Harry is more stubborn and like likes yeah. to poke at things. Whereas Neville was more passive and like. Right. Yeah quiet and not confident and like insecure so like i don't know how that would even from a young age that will yeah like you're right too. you're right magic he was like forced out of him because like harry was trying to like do things to his cousin like i can't yeah. remember his name like he was Dudley. playing yeah and like you know tw um tormenting him and stuff yeah. and i can't picture neville doing mm. that yeah mm. <laughs> neville was thrown out a window i was hoping magic <laughs> will burst Poor from him kid. i know Oof. neville um, there are two other pretty devastating lines too. Um, and this is the one that we were talking about with ghosts, but Nick turned away from the window and looked mournfully at Harry. He won't come back. Who? Serious black said Nick. And so strong was his belief. Harry actually turned his head to check the door. Sure. For a split second that he was going to see Sirius, pearly white and transparent and beaming walking through, uh, walking through it toward him. He will not come back, repeated Nick. He will have gone on. And then after this conversation is when we get Luna's conversation, which I think is really, really good. It says Harry nodded curtly, but found that for some reason he did not mind Luna talking about Sirius. He had just remembered that she too could see Thestrals. Have you, he began, I mean, who, has anyone you known ever died? Yes, said Luna simply. My mother. She was quite an extraordinary witch, you know, but she did like to experiment in one of her experiments or one of her spells went rather badly wrong one day. I was nine. I'm sorry, Harry mumbled. Yes, it was rather horrible, said Luna conversationally. I still feel very sad about it sometimes, but I still got dad. And anyway, it's not as though I'll never see mom again, is it? Uh, isn't it? Said Harry uncertainly. She shook her head in disbelief. Oh, come on. You heard them just beyond the veil, didn't you? You mean in that room with the archway? They were just lurking out of sight. That's all. You heard them. Oh, Moon is the best. <laughs> mm. um, on a different note as well, 
Do you think that Harry and Cho would be a good couple now? No. And would they get back together? They'd experienced (laughs) severe loss. They could cry together. Commiserate. Terrible communication. (laughs) Yeah. It does feel a little toxic. Do you think they'd ever get back together? Do you think next book they're going to get back together? No. I feel like it was funny because the whole Ginny broke up with her boyfriend. I know. And now she seems nervous around Harry. Yeah, right. And I forgot one of the things. There was one line I underlined and said, flirty question mark. But she's already dating Dean. What was the line you underlined? Flirty question mark. Um, (laughs) It must have been later in this chapter, so let me find it. Um, There's a question mark right there. Well, that's what material were their jackets made of. It answered in the next next line. Um, (laughs) Danny's going into detail here. Oh, boy. Where could that have been? It must have been in red in here. Let's see. I feel Living, like they would be good oh now my, as their profit. characters have grown. Yeah. Ginny's like a go-getter, like no nonsense, like tough. Yeah. She could be good for Harry, but she's dating Dean now. I don't Ruined remember it. who that is. Dean is the other Gryffindor boy. The uh, the one who asked, um, if, asked the centaur if Hagrid had mated them. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> he asked some rough questions. but Oh, it was at the beginning. I think it was when they were in the hospital. Let me look. Let me find it. Hmm. Yeah. Ah. Um, when Luna was talking about going to uh, Sweden to look for the Crumplehorn snor- Snorkak, and then Hermione seemed to struggle with herself for a moment, then said, that sounds lovely. <laughs> and then Ginny caught Harry's eye and looked away quickly, grinning. Yeah. So granted, they were just laughing together, but yeah. laughing together is some real, that's some flirty stuff right there. And, and like laughing together and like looking away, it's like a little yep. crush. Because it, it, it's like an inside joke, like they both know it's funny. Yeah. So they make eye contact and then look away giggly, but trying not to like, so it, it's a fine line. It might not be flirty. It also could just be they find Luna a little ridiculous. Um, But it was certainly playful. Uh, But Dean? (laughs) That's a curveball. Didn't see that one coming. This came out of nowhere. Um, She's like a little guy. I know. That's why I like her, I think. A little Mm -hmm. tomboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's great. Um, Last question in this chapter. Unless you guys have anything else. This is the line. When the ticket inspector signaled to Harry, Ron, and Hermione that it was safe to walk through the magical barrier between platforms 9 and 10, however, he found a, surpri- a surprise waiting for him at the other side. A group of people standing there to <laughs> greet him, who he had not expected at all, at all. Harry nodded. This is later on. Harry nodded. He somehow could not find the words to tell them what it meant to them, to see them all standing there on his side. Instead, he smiled, raised a hand in farewell, turned around, and led the way out of the station toward the sunlit street with Uncle Vernon, Aunt Petunia, and Dudley hurrying along in his wake. How will Harry go on from this point? I mean, we asked that a bunch of different ways, but how is he going to move on from this? What's his summer experience going to be like? How is he going to come back to Hogwarts? I hope this was the turning point Mm. and that he has new resolve. He's bringing books with him. He's going to write his letters to his friends. He's going to be responsible. He's going to be reading and studying and working hard to perfect (laughs) some magic. I wonder if he'll... Wait, are you allowed to do magic outside of 
um, Hogwarts now. Mm-hmm. No, he still can't. He's still he's locked still in. Age. It's not an age thing. Or no, it is an age thing, but he's still under. Yeah. yeah, but like it's different now. Year. Voldemort's around. I, know, I feel right? like it yeah. should be fine. Everyone practicing. Yeah, exactly. Like right. uh, so, this is a different situation state of now. Form the militia. Especially Harry. You yeah. do your thing. Right. Yeah, for real. He should have special permission from Dumbledore mm-hmm. to do whatever he wants, whenever he so. wants at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Dementors attacked him last year before they were all wild. And now they're all on the loose. So I feel mm. like he should be. But I, I actually think he might do the right thing now and spend his summer wisely. I'm um, not sure, though. I'm afraid he could also do the opposite and spend the summer kind of uh, still yeah, processing on grief it. and not doing much similar to last year. Wait, who won the House Cup? Not like ours, but like in the actual You kind of guess Slytherin. It's like this one is... They don't terrible. say it outright. Yeah, they don't right? say it outright, yeah. but they don't have... they. There, Harry says when he gets they get gems back in there. So yeah, it was respectable. Okay, nice. It wasn't, they like, it wasn't zero yeah, anymore. It's yeah, like it wasn't all right, zero. at least zero. Yeah, okay. they actually they had win. some, but they don't win. Yeah, fifty seems so awfully funny. low for. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> for alerting oh, the whole entire know. wizarding world that Voldemort had come back, I'm like, we gotta go give him like two hundred each. They should just outright win. Yes. Right. What do you think he's gonna do this summer? <laughs> How's it gonna be? <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> um, I kind of like your... I was thinking around the same thing that you were thinking. So you're thinking good. A good direction that we're going to yeah. be like proud of Harry when we start the next book. Although I can't really picture him like studying, but it would be great if he did that. Practicing. Also, being really ready for the next year. But also it's like, why are they going back to school? <laughs> I know. Doesn't that feel right. so weird? Like a summer? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, don't worry. Voldemort won't attack like in the summer. I feel like everyone should just fine. have just like wait. a semester, two semesters, a year off. And like we're yeah. all going to meet as the Order of the Phoenix and we're going over things because we need everyone on board. Everyone needs to protect themselves. We need to learn how to protect Harry. We need to learn how to give him the skills. Like Tonks, Mad-Eye Moody, Lupin, they just come to visit like every so often. We're going to practice this because I'm really good at this and mm. you're going to learn. Like, I don't know. That's you're what right. I think mm. should happen. Yeah. Like this should what be a whole new thing. The old rules are out the window, and uh, and the Dursleys just new. have to let magic happen. Like, all right, mm. and the Ministry just too. Come in. Just like underage, yeah. who cares? Mm. Special circumstances. And then even on top of this, who is a uh, like they need a good defense against a dark arts teacher next year. Who is oh, going to be their defense against right. a dark arts teacher? Is Dumbledore going to step into that role? <laughs> He'd be amazing. He actually should. That what would if make he just? Sense. What if Snape? He lets Snape get his he glory. He could do potions and... He could do both. Double up. Why would, Why would he let Snape, though? Why hasn't he Already. before? Mm. Do you think close? Snape would be a good defense against our, the, the Dark I mean, Earths he's teaching teacher? him He'd be like the perfect so person why? in some ways because he's experienced some. Yeah. Unless it's like a drug. Keep him away from it. He's <laughs> yeah. had his struggles in it's the past. Relapse. He went to uh, his, his meetings and now he can't. Else can't do certain An spells. An would be great, but who? Tonks is too young. Honestly, real Moody should teach it. Yeah. Because fake Moody did a decent enough I loved, job. <laughs> I loved Lupin, but because yeah, of the werewolf thing. But maybe let him come back. Lupin was a good teacher. He was the best one, yeah. probably. Hmm. Also, all these half-breeds. I'm like, I would love to learn more about them. And like, can <laughs> they in their like animal form or whatever their form trump a wizard in their magic like is hmm. there a way i know we talked about this one right. Lupin was a werewolf thing but like 
half would be breed. interesting. Is that no? Half blood is distinct. What if okay. Lupin bit Voldemort <laughs> as a werewolf? What would happen? Then Voldemort mm. would become a werewolf. No, werewolf I know, Voldemort. but would that be bad or that would it? That would be terrifying. Twilight. Even worse. <laughs> <Twilight>. <laughs> huh? Wow, you're right. What? Um, so we get Twilight. That's a series spinoff. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Because then he can't control. I guess it would. If he no, could get close enough, I'm terrifying. sure he would. But that's well, then werewolf. Then oof. Everyone become werewolves. Yeah, it's worse. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Very interesting position we're in now. And where's Wormtail? Just hanging with all those other Death Eaters. Doing yeah, you're almost curious stuff. why he wasn't there. Is he like just too cowardly to come? Is he not really that, yeah, that powerful That's of like a his wizard? Character. Yeah, back as a rat. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he was there the, the whole sewers. time in rat mode, just like chilling. <laughs> he never stepped up. With his fake arm. Oh, yeah. Bionics. Powerful oh, bionic right. arm. Um, all right. Any more points in this before we have a, I've more more than just our normal wrap up questions? So we're going to go on for a little bit. But any other points here? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be quick about these. These are these. These can be rapid fire questions <laughs> nice. because uh, these are some that people want to know from you guys. Did I have I like a face? <laughs> what? Jen Even goes, if you didn't have a face, John knew that you were hiding the face. <laughs> it didn't have to. No, because all of a sudden John's he's like, like, "Don't worry, it's yeah, gonna be rapid fire worry. questions." <laughs> and I was like, "What did my face say?" <laughs> no, it's good. Um. So. Okay. Let me look. Actually, right now, let's go through the typical. Actually, hold on. Let's hold off. Let me read these some of these nice. questions to you first. Let's do these, and then we'll do the wrap. <laughs> the final wrap up questions. Do you think? Book five would change if Dumbledore was just truthful with Harry from the beginning and Dumbledore and was Dumbledore not right, right to not tell Harry until he did. Dumbledore kind of suggested he's not right to do it, but how, mm -hmm. how would it have changed Harry's perspective through the rest of the books? Even if he told him from the beginning, from book one. I'm not sure there'd be that many books. <laughs> <laughs> would have solved all their problems. Um, maybe, but frankly, we'll never know. Mm. And I feel like he would have just been pre more prepared, though. Maybe, but could it have been the opposite, where like it would it would have been very detrimental, would have messed with him mentally. He wouldn't have been able to like function well, or he would have been too fearful. Like, would he have risen to the occasion? Will he even rise to the occasion now? Um, we assume so. We hope so. Even this summer, we hope he like is reinvigorated for this fight against Voldemort. But if he knew when he was twelve. 13, you know, how would that have impacted him? I tend to agree with what Dumbledore says. He might have been more serious so about convinced. life, though. Yeah, like, but not is that really good been as a kid. kid? No, no yeah. as a kid, he's like protecting his innocence in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that he should have told him in first year or second year or third year. Maybe just the beginning of this book would have been okay. Mm -hmm. Like, he was ready. Like Dumbledore said, but he, he might have been ready earlier. But he could have also just like implied some things like when you're older there are things i want to tell you there's yeah. a prophecy that is out there um like just like yeah. leading oh, up to looking for that i right know away. that's true well even though but that's fine at least he knows and he could like search himself yeah. instead of being so in the mm. dark well it's weird no? because dumbledore said that though at the end of the first book he said, Harry, ask me anything and I'll answer. Harry did. He said, I can't tell you yet. Yeah. And then so annoying. He, when he's going through the story yeah. at book two, he kind of summarizes it. And Dumbledore's like, if Harry had asked me then, 
I'm not sure if I would have told him or maybe he said I wouldn't or maybe he said he would have. I don't remember what Dumbledore said, but the idea that Harry never asked again. Mm. And if Harry had been a little bit more like, tell me, tell me, tell me, I think he would have. But like we've kind of said, Dumbledore is a little distant. He's not that accessible. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, where's Dumbledore? Oh, hey, Dumbledore, one second. Can we talk? And especially this book, he almost felt like Dumbledore was against him. Yeah. Yeah. Since he wouldn't look at him. Yep. And that just feels strange. The whole thing um, doesn't seem fully fair. But I don't know that it would have made like all the difference. Mm. All right. Who's the worst villain in this book? Right now at this point, who's the worst villain? Bellatrix. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Umbridge, meh. Voldemort. Danny still loves Umbridge. You guys yeah. are glad. Serious time. <laughs> Danny I'm glad loves that Umbridge. Umbridge is safe. She came back. Um, I think uh, it's close. Eh, Voldemort's still the big evil, the big yeah, bad. In this book. Yeah, in this book. Voldemort didn't Bellatrix do in those that. final moments. She was just. She seemed like pure evil in ways that like. She even unhinged. Yes. Even Voldemort didn't seem this like crazy right. and unpredictable. And she was like just saying weird things. And I was like, whoa, this lady is nuts. So, she yeah, I'll say good. final answer. Nice. Bella. That's Twilight. I know. <laughs> when he We're called her Bella, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's because she's like a pet. Probably it's like a nickname. Mm. Mm. Do what I say. Um, are they dating Voldemort and Bella? It gave me that vibe a little bit. Really? Uh, when he like first came in, but she was so scared that it would certainly be an unhealthy relationship. I, I just, again, we talked about like the morals of it all. What do Death Eaters think about uh, relationships and loyalty? And like, if she's already married to Mr. Lestrange, Lestrange, then uh, could she be dating someone else? Yeah. Yeah, it's low on the totem pole. That yeah. That's how it kind of feels like. So then I'm like, yeah. She can have multiple husbands. Some, some blurred lines in the Death Eater world. Um, I don't know. But that seems weird. I don't think Voldemort could. That's certainly not in a healthy way. He doesn't have time for anything outside of killing people, I feel like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he doesn't have emotions. He just wants to kill. Hmm. Power. Yeah. And if um, something uh, I, is maybe, a quickie, yeah. then maybe. But no relationship. What is, uh, up until this point in the, all the books, all five books, I need you to rank all five books because you finished this book now. So, like, does your ranking change? And then give me a top five list of your favorite characters so far. Let's do favorite characters so far. Do you want to answer first? Top five. Yeah. All right, nice. I'll wait. Good. <laughs> um, the wait, books, characters, you Let's don't do care. Characters okay, so far. character. Oh gosh. Um Well the kids are changing in rankings for me. Yeah. I, I can't rank them. I just know that Ginny has moved up for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh she, you're getting more of her um personality luna is great too and neville so like mm-hmm. those three that were like kind of not mentioned are like moving on up um i still like hermione a lot yeah she's, she's the like best. the level-headed smart smarty pants and i love her um and then i like maybe it would be like hermione if we're going with the kids right hermione Ginny, ron luna 
Did I say Neville? Mm-mm. Yeah. Neville could be a little bit bummed Wow, is up. Harry down on your list? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because the book's about Harry, so yeah. it's like... Yeah, yeah. It's almost like understood. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of tough. He kind of annoys me still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the adults? Do you have any adults in that list? Um, Tonks or Dumbledore or... I know. Uh, There's so many characters oh, too that she introduces. Actually, hard. Dumbled- mm. yeah, I know it's so hard. Uh, like the Order of the Phoenix. I love Lupin, and mm. C- well, a series was good too, but obviously I didn't react. To <laughs> <laughs> no, he was good. Um, I guess I just like people that like help, ha- like solve problems, yeah. not create more problems. Mm. And I don't know if series that. Did that exactly? I mean, he had many flaws. Yeah, he certainly did. Yeah, my hurt came more from Harry's hurt. Yeah, so true. Yeah, yep. the Weasleys were great. I don't know. Tonks is cool. Lupin. It's hard to choose. So tough. Um, Hagrid was fun character. Dumbledore, I just liked recently because we got more answers mm-hmm. out of him. Mm-hmm. He was more vulnerable. Mm. I feel like he's going to be different now and maybe be more helpful and more um, transparent with Harry maybe in the mm-hmm. next book. So, like, I'm hopeful for that. Um, yeah. That's perfect. I'm not was, really in order. But, five, but that was great. <laughs> I, uh, saw the, I can't all. even, like. Because it's so hard it's to actually hard. rank, you know. I know. I have really to, like, is. process it out loud anyways. Yeah. yeah. But they all give something different yeah. to the story, It's an too. impossible question, so. I'm sorry, guys. I'll say even including <laughs> Harry, I'm going to go Dumbledore, McGonagall, oh, Harry, I know, I forgot someone. Hermione. Should have had you go first. I'm so going to say think. Neville. <laughs> Ooh. Those would be my top five. And I know I left Ron out. I love Ron, but it just feels like he wasn't as big of a character. Where is Ginny? Yeah, she's not top five for me. She's, she's a great character, but like, she's trending she's up, so but fun. she's been yeah. a nobody for three books. And then like, or all right, she was a little bit of a role to play in there. Um, um, she got them out of the Umbridge's office. Yeah, without, she's great. Like, she's great in a lot of ways, but I, I just in, in like, when I did my ranking in my head, it was just like the size of the character. Like Dumbledore, even though we don't get a lot of page time with him, he's just so big. And when he comes in, he he's just a commanding presence and same with McGonagall we didn't get a lot of time with McGonagall but she's so her. like comforting mm-hmm. to me that I'm like yeah. she's just mm-hmm. important oh my gosh she was so funny too with Umbridge I know. This book. yes yeah so yes. great so great but like it changes a lot actually yeah. and a lot of people are trending like Ginny she's definitely the trendiest character right now because <laughs> by the end of this I'm like oh Ginny's awesome um yeah you go from like this book you you don't really know her and then you just you're like she's the coolest she's yeah so great. and fred and george too they skyrocketed in this book oh yeah right and luna just yep. appeared yeah. right and at now the end here somebody too mm-hmm. yeah now i know what that character is and even some of the minor the characters little. that are in dumbledore's army they're really like they're stepping up they're yeah. starting to become like oh i could see oh, yeah, yeah. if they do certain things in in the next book that they would become major characters mm-hmm. or like really really cool um chris and who's, who's your top five doesn't have to be like ranked, ranked. Just, <laughs> no, I yeah, know. Just, no, just say all. No, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think like who I like, not necessarily feeding into the story. Cause like, kind of like what you said, how big they are, what they yeah. feed into the story. I would kind of have to agree slightly. And you can only answer it up until this but point then, in the book. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm also thinking like 
because of my personality, because I'm like a Chandler Bing. Um, I love Lee Jordan. <laughs> yeah. He's hilarious. Oh, yeah, 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 like, right. throw him in every now and then. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Um, he just brings such levity to, levity to any situation. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to go over five because I love McGonagall. I love Mrs. Weasley. We mm. didn't get much of yeah, so true. her in this book, but like, I just, I love her. Mm-hmm. Luna, Neville, the, that three, mm-hmm. and Ginny, they like yep. skyrocketed. What am I at? Over five already? You guys <laughs> like didn't mention Ron, one of my favorites. No, I, I feel like, bad. I, I really he's do. Like not in the top five, but for me. Oh. Is he I, for you? He's in top yeah. five? Is yeah. He? Easily, yeah. It kind of like, depends. I Tomorrow know. I might say the same exactly, thing looking yeah. back. because and it depends on the chapters. I'm just like, eh. She's great. She was in my top five. She was number four. But she just like <laughs> helps. Tomorrow I might not even think about her because Ron is also so but consistent. Ron's like comic so, like, relief in a way. And right? then, yep. and then Hermione is like a problem Common solver. Sense, yeah, so yeah. That's but why Ron's I like got it. like yeah. the purest heart and he just dives in. He is so loyal. Hermione um, drives but, the plot of the book. Yes. She's, yes. she's like, okay, let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. Ron is like interjected as like having fun throughout the book. Like remember to like enjoy these books, you know? But also to me, I'm like, I feel like the trio just is a given. Yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah, you can yeah. almost like leave them out because they're just like, yeah. they're so great. All of them are. Yeah. I don't know. I can't just choose five. Hmm. <laughs> That's impossible. Um, someone asks you, Lee Jordan is graduating. So who's going to commentate Quidditch <gasps> oh, now? no. Who would be a good commentator oh, Ginny. for Quidditch? Ginny, but well, she's playing. Oh, she's playing. Never mind. Oh, respect, respect. Luna. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be ridiculous. That would be great. Oh my god, she gosh. would be so unfiltered, and it that would, would be scary. yes, that would be fantastic. I want to see the creepy brothers do it Ooh, together. Because so they would be Harry loyal, you know. Oh, speaking of that, is Harry going to be able to play again now that Umbridge is gone? Yeah, I think so. All right, good, good. Um, what a duo! But that would be a funny duo <laughs> wow. for them to do it. Um, going back, I think my top five: Ron. I love Neville at this point. I love Luna. Luna wouldn't be in until the last chapter. Yes. In the last chapter, I think she gets propelled into the top five for me. Dumbledore up until this point is great. More human. More flaws, but still love him. Yeah. Um, I think Hermione is probably in there, too. Hmm. Wow. What? No, Wait, but that was not Harry? Like- or- uh, I mean, Harry is again a, like a given. Like he's right, such a yeah. byline through the story that mm-hmm. I gave it's you slack for him. not having Harry, and I don't have Harry in mind. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just such a given in these that yeah. you like. He's always in there. Um, this whole story is about him. But I like these other these other characters. How they like help and love and support Harry. Yeah. Um, favorite ranking rank the books. Where does this book rank in your <laughs> power rankings? I really liked it. I feel like I keep going like mm. whatever book I'm reading is like my next my top yeah. one. Yeah. Although I like huh. Prisoner of Azkaban. I, I think it would say, be like, like five, three, four, two, one. Okay. I feel like I'm four, almost three, the same. Five, one, two. Wait, four? Yeah, I liked four. You liked yeah. the last one. Yeah, yeah. I just mm-hmm. think it was a really compelling, easy read and lots of like twists and turns. It did happen. And it would be mm-hmm. and part of my ranking is how much I would want to read it again. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I could read four Wait, again right I mean, now. Can... Now that we know how it ends, I yes. want to see how that played into the whole story. This You're book, I understand John. why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. Because it, it's hard to read some of this. Mm. All the umbrage stuff, the, yeah, the emotional true. torture. Like, Maybe you're right. This would Go be like a, a rough read. 
Um, and two and one are really similar. One is just so charming. Again, I always say this because it's the first. But like one and two, they're not that different to me. Um, yeah. But was I would four love to read one when again we get day, Tom sure. Riddle's background? Was that four? That was I think that was three. three. Tom Riddle's background? Which one started with the, the big two. chapter one? Oh, two, because that was the, uh, well, the Tom chamber. Tom Riddle's background is four. But we get, we knew about Tom Riddle in book two. We got a little bit of his background. Chapter one. The chapter one. The chapter one. Book four. Oh, oh, oh the intro. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah, I thought I was cha- I mm. thought that was book three. Mm. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but then I love the story of like Sirius Black, too. Yep. Mm. But yeah, Umbridge is a pain in the butt. Maybe I just forgot about it. And that's why it would be hard to read this again. Not like hard, mm. hard, but just like. This is a hard ugh, reread. Yeah. Like kind of weighs yeah. you down a little. When I you're do love this as a reread, but it does weigh you down. This is definitely the hardest one to get through for Harry's I emotions. Just skip to the end. Yeah, Harry's emotions. Mm-hmm. Umbridge is still in it. It's, but it's so. It's such. I feel like this is her most mature book. Hmm. Yeah. Um, in a in a weird way, how she's still able to hook you and keep you reading, even though you hate things that are yep. happening in this book. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. Um, a rough question. Oh boy. Um, actually, wait. Where are you ranking up, up oh. until this point? It could change like in five minutes, but I want to say three, four, five, one, two. Okay. Maybe. Respect. Or like four, three, five, one, two. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great ranking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, I could change my mind tomorrow. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And if I were to go back and read another book, I'd read one anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wait till we're done. I feel like one has like magic to it yet. for sure. Yeah. We'll do a reread. And it's so short in comparison. What's your now. ranking? Um, I have different rankings for different parts of this. Like, mm. um, okay, you can change the rules. <laughs> yeah, <I Sure>. <laughs> we have well, to answer according the end, to the parameters. Like, yeah, I had, yeah, because I'm not a first time reader. I had books that impacted me well, the first time I read them. My ranking for the first time I read them, um, like all the way through when I finished the last, the seventh book, it was probably something like, um, book four might have been my favorite. Four, six, seven three five one two hmm. um i loved four when i read it i was obsessed with it because that was like in the middle of like harry potter mania but now that i've reread them five is one of my favorites hmm. i don't know if i would say it's the favorite right now i think six is still my favorite but <laughs> it's so good guys it, it, it's oh, it's so good and then books that just like have had an impact on me. I think three might have had the biggest impact on me. I remember I read that, reread that for like the fifth time. And I was like, this book is masterfully written. It's perfect. It's so good. The pacing of book three is mm. so good. Same thing. All the pacing of all these books is just on point. The rough thing about five is the pacing just seems off. But I think that's a, for a purpose because Harry's yeah. pacing seems mm-hmm. off. Yep. So I think she matches that really good with it. Okay. The rough question. Cedric has died in the fourth book. Sirius has died in the fifth book. Oh, gosh. If there's going to be a character who dies in the next book, give me top three people you think might die in the next book. Hmm. I feel like someone in the order. Tonks, Lupin, or Mad-Eye Moody, along with a kid. I agree with you. Yeah. Moody? Tonks, Moody, or Lupin? Because any one of them could go. That's the thing, but like which kid would die? No, not Neville. 
Ugh. Luna? Mm, that would be hard. Actually, it could be either one of them. <laughs> that was a painful noise. Those would be... <laughs> the trio? One of the trio? No. no. They have to stay to the end, right? Yeah. That can be a final moment or something, if at all. Uh, that's a ooh, that's a tough one. I think more than one person will die. Well, and it's a war now, I feel like. Exactly. <laughs> From both sides, I think we're going to see people dying. I just don't know who and what those moments are going to be like. Ooh. Malfoy. Which Malfoy? Mrs. Malfoy. No, that Junior. wouldn't mean anything. Lucius. It'd be kind of nice. Mm. He's in prison right now, maybe. Hmm. He dies in the prison, a prison break or something like that. Does Snape? Voldemort kill anyone for the the mess up? Because people on both sides are going to die, I right? Know. So, like, who's going to die on Voldemort's side? Who's going to die on the good side? I can see him killing whoever he wants, whenever. Even if he was, they were loyal to him at one point. He wouldn't kill Bellatrix, though, right? Why? Because he called her Bella. Well, I don't know. I think he actually <laughs> he could. She was scared, on. like like there would be, or maybe he doesn't kill people. But there are other consequences. What if there's a Star Wars moment where they're in a battle and Voldemort goes, "No, Harry, I am your father." <laughs> That's why he's no! the prince. Gosh. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, is that what your Star mom Wars? had an affair <laughs> yeah, with me? Yeah, we have me? to. It's a rule. <laughs> no one heard that. What'd you say? Sorry, say it again. I said what? Lily had an affair with Voldemort. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, she's like you. And then she chose James, so that's why Voldemort's going Oof. after him. Oof. That's There's the backstory of revenge. Mm. Ouch, that would be tough. That'd be intense. Um, um, Voldemort is much older than her. Who are people? Who are people who are daddy issues? <laughs> un- <laughs> untouchable that would never die. In the next book, Harry. Okay. Um. And I think Ron and Hermione Dumbledore. too. Okay, so Ron, Dumbledore Harry, Hermione, Dumbledore, too. maybe Dumbledore. Although, well, yeah, maybe by the last battle, oh, yeah. he can't be there. He has to be like locked away somewhere, like dead. How can he maybe. die of old age? Ugh! Do you think not <laughs> Dumbledore? Dude, you be so disgusting! <laughs> he can't die of old age. Actually, I hope he does. Long after the books are done, <laughs> but like not not in the books. You know what I mean? Like he could die of old age in like you know twenty years or something. Um, who would you guys be most devastated over if that person died? Dumbledore, like, Hermione. I think Neville would would be mm. pretty tough, and McGonagall would be would be tough. Yeah, I could see McGonagall dying. Um, oh, man. I forgot about her. And Hagrid. Hagrid. That would stink. I don't want anyone to die. Yeah. Jen, before you said, who you say? Dumbledore and? Hermione. Those two would be rough. Do you think that she'd be so bold to kill one of the trio? Bellatrix? No. Uh, JK. JK. Oh, I mean, I've seen it in other movies. (laughs) I don't think... She would. Mm, I'm not sure. Huh. I don't know. I wouldn't. I think she could. I feel like. I feel like she's been safe. And then now it's like the end of the series. So you can go wild. Yeah. I feel like some of the other order people can definitely be killed. Um, Almost not like throw away, but like we we like them but not that much so mm. i feel like in the next book she's going to bring some of those characters up so we like them and kill them mm. tonks moody lupin i think those would be like easy kills in a sense curveballs that we have mixed feelings about 
Uncle Vern. Hmm. Petunia. Maybe not Dudley. That seems harsh. Okay. Um, I don't know. On another note for the even this question, what uh, do you think that there are characters that are going to be either redeemed or irredeemed or go bad? Are there any bad characters who are going to go good? Are there any good characters who are going to go bad? Give me one person each because we're going to go rapid fire. Malfoy. Remember I brought that up before? Yeah, yeah redemption arc for Malfoy. Mm. Which Malfoy? Like the junior because I wonder if he sees what how, how his dad was treated when he like messed up. Mm. Wow. Harry does not treat him like someone who can be redeemed. I yeah. know. But that's such an interesting idea because imagine if like people like Harry and Dumbledore treated him like he had the potential for deep good. Yeah. But instead, they always like Harry at least always treats him like he's evil to the core. But like, what if you treated the evil people with love? You know, like truly trying to beat them with love. Yeah, that is so ridiculous. Of course, these teenagers can't do that. But what if they could? I know, because that's like what we're talking about. Like, evil cannot possess love. Like, that is the the great weapon. You know, and Dumbledore's kind of saying they have. So, what if Harry really tries to channel that and becomes? Little hippy dippy comes back trying to love some people into turning. I would love to see that with Malfoy. Maybe even yeah. Lucius a little bit. Lucius turns good. Mrs. Malfoy stays evil. Ooh, that'd be a showdown. Oh, man. Well, um, only because it's like out of fear because he didn't really go after finding Voldemort. Remember, he, that was mm-hmm. said like, you didn't come looking for me. And he's like, I will make up for it or something. And then I wonder if mm. that changes. Mm. But. Almost like he wants an out. Oh man, I don't know who else could go and bad. Then good to go bad. I mean, Percy already went bad, right? Kind of, but mm. then is he bad anymore? Because the ministry is good now. But we don't know. Is Fudge going to go bad? He's got his own little well, army. Well, that's the question. You say the ministry is good now, but could they still be bad? Could Voldemort infiltrate it and just completely take it over? Yeah, I'm sure I there's people think, on there. But Voldemort there has such a weird loyalty there. thing that being loyal to him when you won't say that you're loyal isn't really true loyalty to him. Mm. Like he would rather, or maybe, I don't know if he really would. People like Bellatrix would say that the Dark Lord would rather you get thrown in prison and never renounce him Mm. than to like be undercover or whatever Lucius was saying. You know, like it feels like he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't like infiltrate it with like the sneaky stuff as much. It feels like he wants loyalty that is spoken outright. And so far, that hasn't, I don't know, I have a hard time picturing sneaky loyalty. Hmm. I feel like Voldemort wants bold loyalty. What if Snape goes bad? We'll sit, we still don't really know where he is. Yeah, we don't even yeah, yeah, like know if he's, he's good or bad right now. He's, he's, he could be a double agent, hmm. I guess. Um, I still want to believe he's good. Yeah, but. yeah, same. All right. This is a really, really tough question because it's going to call back everything in Harry Potter. But what has your, been your favorite moment so far in all of the books? <laughs> in all of the books. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know if I have an answer to that question, to be honest. That is such a difficult question. Hmm. I love the information ones, right? Yeah. But I feel like you love the first chapter of the fourth book. Yeah, that was one of my favorite. That favorites. was such a good moment. Because it's like, yes, answers. Mm. Even this last, second to last one, I'm like, okay, we're hearing more answers. Yep. But that was really good. <sighs> yeah, I just like answers to like the mystery. 
and less about like the characters. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. That's where I live. I know. That's why I'm actually I was really like, curious when you reread it. What you're gonna think of a reread of these? You think yeah, I'm you're rereading? Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you will. The Jim. podcast must live on. He's like, that's happening <laughs> because <laughs> then, like, the not. mysteries aren't the same. Yeah, so you'd be right. reading for different reasons. Yeah. But maybe that's why you're like, I would never read. <laughs> yeah, because now I know the answers. I don't know. I guess I've never been. But on, then when like, you the reread, you could look. Yeah, you could look and figure out where you missed certain things and where she put things mm. in that are answers to. You I mean, being prideful, me, I, I figured out a few things. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there for are sure. no mysteries to you. Detective Jen, <laughs> I'm kidding. Case. I'm not. <laughs> Danny, um, Kristen, what are your favorites? Oh, man, it's tough. I'm trying to dig into the trenches here. Honestly, I think for me, maybe this is sort of my sad and depressed personality. <laughs> but I love, I think the end, when I reread the end of this book, this book this time, maybe just because it's so fresh. It was. It might have been the, my favorite parts of the book I had read so far on this reread. Um, just the whole last two chapters, thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. The range of emotions that Harry Harry is experiencing, how the, his his friends and his people that he loves are coming around him and helping him. Um, I teared up like four or five times certain certain lines just reading um, these two chapters. I think they're so moving and so well read mm. or so well written. I think they're just masterpieces. I love them so much. Yeah. You know, what? I think I'm going to go with the last moment in this book mm. with Harry leading. Yeah. Turning around and walking away because he knows, like you were saying, he knows that everyone is there. He like understands Dumbledore's um, distance. If there is going to be distance, he he now knows why. Mm. Not that he mm. isn't like against him or something. But I did like that he walked away in confidence. Like, I'm going to lead them now instead of him like sulking behind mm. yep. the Dursleys. I don't know. There's probably yeah. a lot more moments that I like, but it's a good one though. I'll go with that. So good. Hmm. I love the Dumbledore moments. So in this book, reading the end where Dumbledore comes in and takes control. Mm-hmm. And when he left um, his office, when they were coming to like arrest him or whatever they were going to do there. Um, I think one of those would probably, the end of this book would be probably my favorite, but uh, thinking back, there were a lot of other moments that feel close yeah i'm like the end of each of those trials felt like so heroic in the moment those are all great um even the in the chamber um like when he was saving Ginny. exactly yeah (laughs) oh that was great that was really good now that we know who Ginny is too we're like it's even better you can go back and read the second book and be like oh she's so cool (laughs) and i'm even thinking of just like the warm moments of uh like christmas or time at the burrow um so I love the those chapters. were all like just funny little moments. No, I love those, those don't affect me at all. Really? Oh. Those are some of my <laughs> favorites. Just because moments. I just want answers. Yeah. I just want to go through and I want to mm-hmm. know why. Why are you going after Harry? <laughs> why is this happening? Hmm. That's all I want to know. Yep. You'll like and that's the next why I'm not two. a reader. That's great. No, but that that's part of what makes you a reader. No. If, if you didn't have the mystery, I don't <laughs> no. think you would have made it this far. Yeah. You know, it keeps you reading. It is fun why we all read different reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the rapid fire ones, just we'll do two because we kind of answered the favorite moment. Um, actually, let's just do all book stuff for this entire book, not just these chapters. Favorite moment in this whole book. Oh, okay. Let's favorite like, character like- in this whole book. And who wins the hot tamale of this book? Oh, of <sighs> I love Ginny. 
For what? Yeah. Hot tamale. Hot tamale. Yeah. I know. I feel like she's the she's best. Just hot so tamale. cool as a girl too, like yeah. to rise and up and like. Yeah. <laughs> I loved in these chapters how she was like, eh, he, whoever it was that she was with, I forget. Michael. I know. Yeah. Yeah, the boyfriend. Like, eh, he was sulky, so yeah. I just left him. I yeah. That's hot tamale material. Oh, she's man. like with all the guys. She's just like right. it's like one of the guys yeah. in a way, yeah. but like sexier and cute. I don't know. I like her. I don't really remember Ginny from. The movies from the block, but <laughs> but I don't feel like she had the presence that I want her to have. Yeah, like in the books, mm-hmm. it's fine because she's like in the background, whatever. But then in the movies, I'm like, she was she just felt like a little bit like of a nobody. Um, so I'm excited to see this movie and see mm-hmm. how yeah, she feels. Let's see what they do with that. But, oh man, favorite moment. What is it again? Favorite moment, favorite character in this yeah. book. And Hot Tamale, yeah. <sighs> yeah, so we oh, did, I did my yeah, Hot Tamale. Yeah, so you did Hot Tamale. Yeah. Well, let's all do Hot Tamale together. Hot Tamale, Ginny, who's yours? I'm going with Ginny. Ginny? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Umbridge for him. Yeah, I was going to say Umbridge. <laughs> I'm going to say McGonagall, actually. Oh, I was going to say yeah. that, too. Because like, when she came back, I feel like she she had the right sass. Hot Tamale's got to have a little sass. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. That's she what goes, gives it the spice. Him, him. May I offer you a cough drop, Dolores? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm going to go great. with uh, McGonagall, too. She's a hot tamale. But go actually, Ginny is just yeah. the hot, hottest tamale in this book. She's great. All right. Favorite uh, character? Dumbledore. Because when we ranked our characters, he was my top. He still is. In this book, we got to really meet him in a new way. I'm between Dumbledore and Hermione. Hmm. Hmm. Hermione's just so good in this yeah I mean the uh, I love Dumbledore Neville had so much growth in this book mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go with Neville I don't know I'll probably go with him too wow. yeah it's fantastic my love nice. of Neville is uh, that's true <laughs> it no bad. I know it's so good um, it's infecting you guys. When he's like so talking <laughs> like this, and he's like, oh, you're not alone. Yeah, he was crushing oh it in gosh. there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He is pretty good. Oh, it's so good. I love him so much. Just like Hermione is just like, look at it this way. Yeah. Is this true? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Like, She's great. Very yeah. matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Favorite mm-hmm. moment, last one. Favorite moment in all these books. Or in all of this book, sorry. Not these. Oh, man. In this I actually book. picked out a favorite moment for these chapters, too. What I was, was like, I'm what ready. What was your favorite in these chapters? You know what my favorite moment was? When, in the um, hospital wing. Or no, right after that, when he comes out of the barrier? Wh- uh, where were they? It was Hermione with Luna. When Ooh, Hermione... Yeah. So good. Um, so good. What did she say? Wait, Hermione with Luna or Harry with Luna? No, Hermione. You mean like on the train where she when was Herm- like... Hermione seemed to struggle with herself for a moment, yeah. then said, that sounds lovely. Oh. Because she's I don't growing. Know why, it's so cute. Because there was that like friction between the two yes. of them the whole book because Hermione's like she's ridiculous like she would mm-hmm. always you're right kind of like go back at her and that moment it was like she stopped herself for a second and was like mm. okay we can be on that's maturity terms. I love that yeah that's a I, good don't know, moment. I thought that was a sweet moment yeah for sure all right guys favorite moment there's it's a hard to figure like, yeah think through and because the moments Especially in this in book are time. the ones that are my favorites so far with dumbledore yeah. so like i feel like i have to say those are my favorite in this book too but i'm just trying to think of other moments that might be like pretty great like um fred and george leaving yeah, the that's school. my favorite mm-hmm. that's like pretty up yeah, there that was great uh i don't know if there were any other big time moments 
I feel like the kids with like the Death Eaters, though, Mm. that was pretty good. Like being able to like Mm -hmm. hold them off a little bit, Mm. jinxing them or. That was really a long time. That was incredible. A lot going on there. Yeah. Even like creating the Order of the Phoenix when they were all starting. And he's like, Harry's a teacher and getting them all like. Oh, Dumbledore's army. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? You said Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. That's not what what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, with Harry, yeah, yep. and the kids that just like awesome. learning, and he, they like wanting to learn, and they're like progressing, and he was like proud of all yeah. the kids, mm. That's all so his good. classmates. Harry should teach defense against the dark arts next year. <laughs> he needs to learn. Honestly, more. he could. He should yeah. teach the younger kids. Yeah, and right. Then yeah. Dumbledore can teach the older kids. That'd or be something. great. I feel like the Dumbledore chapter is just a good one too. I well, feel like, yeah, that was you get yeah. Given, it's such a good I moment guess, to me. Oh man. And during that, I'm literally going through all my notes <laughs> through the book. Uh, in the trials, right? Was that when Dumbledore just like stayed super calm? I loved that moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that in the he beginning? He just has such a command yes. over that so room. Oh, good. Yeah, the very beginning when Harry's yeah. on trial. It's such a so relief. Long. When I don't he know. Came I know that's why I'm going through like all of the notes. I'm like, oh man, even them eating at the table yep. at the burrow. Oh. A, that was a scary chapter for me. Thank goodness we escaped with only serious. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, Sarah was the one that died. I'm gonna throw this book at you. <laughs> the, the other day I was doing That's something, his favorite moment. and somebody said, uh, "Someone's like, are you serious?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm dead serious." And I was like, "Oh, dead serious." <laughs> <laughs> and I said in my head, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> now, anytime someone says serious, that's what I think of. So I, I just thought that was oh, oh that's well. devastating. Too soon. Too soon, too soon. That's but now terrible. we get to go through well, we're gonna watch the movie first, so we can't start the next book. Mm-hmm. But movie and then uh Half Blood Prince, which is really exciting. Wow, yeah, oh, it's we're so exciting. There, guys. So, I love the beginnings of all the books. They're just so great. The next beginning of the next book energy is unparalleled. It is so Oh, yeah, you were saying that's right. The next three chapters. This is where it really gets good, guys. Guys, he's been saying that. This is where the books really start to get good. But it's so true, though. It feels like every chapter, every like five chapters is just better than the last in new ways. It builds very nicely. Satisfying. The books just keep getting better and better and Mm -hmm. better and better. Oh, it's so good. But thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. Until next time. I'm kind of surprised Fudge is even still in power, and I'm just curious if that's going to remain true yeah. for the next chunk of you know things. Like, is yeah. it going to be end of summer, and we're getting a recap of like, here's what happened. Yep. Also, wait, Sunday profit is that just like a modified daily profit? Like yeah, daily is like weekdays, and Sunday is just up. Okay. I think it's just like at first paper. I was like, wait, is daily profit <laughs> not around anymore? Check the book. <laughs> Oh, also, we oh, found out why she was holding the quibbler upside down. She was just reading the answers to her quiz. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was something so much cooler than that. <laughs> no. <But> whatever. <laughs>